Hey, fans, want new flooring and want it now. March is the time to buy at Floors to Your Home. Right, Brian Kahn? It really is, JMV. We have the state's largest selection of new flooring in stock. And we've just received additional truckloads of new hardwood, laminate, and waterproof flooring. So we're marking everything down. Brian, I'm looking at some of your incredible deals. We always sell up to 50% off those big box stores. But for a limited time, you can get new flooring starting at just 80 cents a square foot. 80 cents a square foot, that's incredible. That's three rooms of hardwood, laminate, or waterproof starting under $350 at Floors to Your Home. And you can get it right now. We have over 1,200 styles in stock. Floors to Your Home is the place for the lowest prices anywhere in Indiana. I'm doing my whole house. Three very convenient locations. Avon, Noblesville, and Brookville Road. Who has the lowest prices on flooring? Floors to Your Home. That's who. What in the hell do you think you're doing? Hey, John Boy. I'm telling you straight, it's my way or the highway. So anybody wants to walk, do it now. Hey, everybody, we're all going to get laid. And again, it's picked up. It's Darius Leonard. A pick six for the Maniac. Touchdown, I-N-D-Y. Yes, sir. Oh, the chicken. Double time. John, I have never been better to be on the air with you here in Indianapolis, a place where so many of my dreams have come true. The Ride with JMV on 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. I got to thank everybody for hanging out on what has been a dismal weather-wise Friday, but my friends, we are good to go. We are gathered together today to get us vaulted into the weekend. There's tons of sports going on. We got the Hornets racing season underway up here at Harris Hoosier Park in Anderson. I say up here because that's exactly where we are until 6 o'clock. That's Harris Hoosier Park Racing and Casino. We are in Anderson and Rick Moore. I just saw him a little bit earlier. He's going to slide by. We're going to talk about all that you can get to here. My man Corey Manuel, actually, great listener, friends of Adam Lloyd, met me at the door and said, you know, I didn't know you were going to be here until I saw, well, the van here, and then you walk it up, and I do this every Friday. So hopefully we're going to relate. We're going to connect to those that come here on a normal or regular basis on a Friday and not only get you set for this, but also talk a great deal of sports. Last night for me, last night for me was spectacular. And the reason why I said yesterday is everybody needs to be an owl, right? Just be an owl right now is clear because Dusty May, their head coach, is a longtime friend of mine, better part of 40-plus years we've been friends. And he's younger than I am. Uh, Actually, I think maybe six years, somewhere five years younger. Five years younger than me, I think, is is what he is. But a longtime friend of mine, and I could not be more proud of what he had accomplished so far to get Florida Atlantic to the Sweet 16. But then what he got through last night to get to the Elite Eight, it to me was amazing. And I've seen in 53 years some amazing things in my life, but rarely has it ever crossed over to where I grew up. 
as it has in the past week and certainly did last night. I was talking to Jake Query. I was out in the parking lot, and I was trying to fool Corey a little bit earlier. He said, man, you just kind of walk up here and get going, where part of that is true, but also I spend a lot of time in the parking lot of wherever I'm going, hanging out a little bit before I walk up here. And I was talking to Jake Query, and I said, man, what was really, and this is just a personal feel for me, what was really amazing about it last night with Florida Atlantic and their win over Tennessee was was looking behind the bench of Florida Atlantic and seeing a guy in a hat that two days ago was bush hogging on my mom's property. So that's I went, wait a minute. Is this right? I saw so many people behind FAU's bench from Green County up there. And the one guy literally was bush hogging two days ago. Right on my mom's property, right next to my mom's property uh, in Owensburg. And I thought, this has got to be some kind of weird ass dream going on here. But it wasn't. It was for real. And you saw one of the reasons why they got so far. And along the way, you always get, you know, that signature moment, that helper. And clearly with Fairleigh Dickinson last week, almost a week ago now to the day, where they took out Purdue, that was a big-time helper in round number two after Dusty's team, FAU, got past Memphis in that first game. But I thought Tennessee was going to be really tough, and Tennessee was. Uh, Tennessee not only was tough, but they had uh, not even so borderline dirty play last night. No question about that. But it was just cool to see this team of college basketball-wise, and this is not backhanded compliment. It's just so many of you have not seen what they had to offer. And I'll be honest with you, I hadn't really seen this team until their stuff started to take shape going back in the month of December. I think I remember the first time I told you, hey, you know, this Florida Atlantic team's really good, and you may want to check them out because normally their games from Conference USA, they are televised on a Thursday night on CBS Sports Network. And, hell, I don't even know if all of you get CBS Sports Network. But we started talking about them. They went on that long run. We started talking even more. I think we had Dusty on for the first time after his team had rattled off 20 consecutive wins. But... It's one thing when, and I know a lot of you have decided to go ahead and jump with me and, you know, have some fun because your favorite team might be out of it. And really the only thing you're kind of left to root for is either your betting interest, like you are at Caesar Sportsbook here in Anderson, or whether or not your bracket, and if that dictates who you're going to be rooting for on a game-to-game basis. But for me, it does run a little bit deeper. And believe me, I've had friends that I've known you know, in these games before, you know, Dylan Windler a couple of years ago when he was at Belmont and in round number one, they were taking on Maryland. Obviously, I talk with him all the time. He's a friend. But, you know, having somebody that I've been around for, again, 40 plus years and he's from Green County and to see behind the bench all those Green County folks. And then last night, my friend Dustin Hayes back there with his hat on thinking, man, you were literally bush hogging in Owensburg two days ago. To me, that is really cool. And it, to me, in the sense of where this where this team has come from, how it's established itself, and we always talk about guys, you know, that aren't just given things, guys that just work for it. And I can tell you the fact that Dusty May, nobody has worked any harder for what he has, you know, 
attain what he has grasped through the coaching ranks than he has. I mean, he started at the very bottom and has worked his way up, and I am very happy to see him reap the benefits of his team playing well. And I'm going to tell you, they're a grinding bunch, aren't they? Because they didn't look very good at all in the first half. They were down five at the half, and they were lucky to be down five at the half because I thought that they were messy. They couldn't knock down threes. They kept turning over the basketball. It's kind of funny. You look at both the later games last night, and that was the situation with both. You had in FAU and Tennessee's case, it was the Owls just turned the ball over at a high rate in the first half. Gonzaga got down 13 to UCLA in the first half. All they did was turn the ball over to the point where Mark Few last night said, you know, we got to do something different at the guards. He took out Bolton and Hickman, who normally start, and you saw in the second half, almost exclusively, not quite, but almost exclusively, Malachi Smith, and you're probably saying, who the hell are you talking about? Malachi Smith is the one last night that thought when they were putting on the press, he thought Mick Cronin, the coach of UCLA, was his teammate out there, and he threw, as he was inbounding the ball against the press, he threw the ball to Mick Cronin, who clearly was not on Gonzaga's team, and that ending was an absolute mess for Gonzaga. I mean, that could not have gone any worse. You had back-to-back and ones from Jaime Jaquez Jr., who was an outstanding player. I'm sad to see his college years come to a close because he has been fun to hell to watch. I mean, really. Between he and, and Tiger Campbell, who have been there for a long time and has sustained such a high level of winning at UCLA, as a basketball fan, they have been incredibly fun to watch. But you watch Gonzaga lead by 10 in the final two and a half and just wilt. You know, back-to-back and ones for UCLA. Then you saw, you know, obviously uh, Drew Timmy, who had, what, 36 in the game, go to the free-throw line and gack a couple late. Even Strother, who hit that huge three, and we'll go over that shot in just a second, to ultimately win that game. I mean, he went one of two down the stretch, or that would have been a two-point lead instead of a one-point lead as it was after Bailey knocked down that go-ahead three with 12 seconds remaining. Now, I don't know for sure. I'm assuming so. I was talking with Hagen last night. He called me about midnight. I'm always open, right? I'm always ready for a call. And he said, so I'm watching Gonzaga and UCLA. And Mark Few said after the game last night, well, this is how we drew it up for Strother. We, we drew it up because he has the option of either pulling for the three, as he did and made, or he said going downhill and driving to the basket. Well, you know, Gonzaga's down one. So you kind of wonder if, and, and Hagen was saying how that was a really bad shot. It was lucky that it went in. But you can also look at it this way. This is such a new world of outside shooting. And oftentimes, comfort is a key there. And that's what I felt when he pulled up from, you know, just outside the logo on his own end for what was ultimately the game-winning three. That thing was about being able to step into it and step into it with comfort. And it's funny how basketball has changed that way because basketball, like when I documented how both of these teams, both FAU and Gonzaga, just turned it over at such a high rate in the first half last night of of their respective games. 
and you see so much of what used to be absolutely no way in the world you're allowed to do or you're going to run all day until you puke, the jump pass. And especially the jump pass going under the basket on the baseline. And I'm sorry, and I know that most teams utilize that now. I just remember that becoming more prolific with Yogi Ferrell at IU. Seemed like Yogi Ferrell would always drive the baseline, jump up in the air. And I know nearly everybody does that now, but it still drives me insane. It drives me nuts. It just seems like more times than not, either it is going to be picked off or you're going to end up getting it deflected. Something bad is going to happen, but that is used now. It is no longer frowned upon. And you know what else isn't? Those long threes, especially in the case in which you don't need it. Because to me last night, it was more about Strother getting a comfortable look. And that's, that's what he got. He got to step into a three, and I know it was like 33 feet away from the basket. But these guys practice that crap endlessly because they know to get to the next level, that's what you're going to have to do. I was joking around yesterday with uh, either J.J. or Chris Denary. I can't remember. I think it was Denary actually privately on the phone. And I, I said, one of these days, man, one of these days these guys are probably going to have to, to widen the, f- the floor in the NBA or they're going to have to lengthen the three-point line because it is getting, as we've seen, the three-point line and its evolution over the years. When it was first added in Indiana high school basketball, my senior year back in 87-88, it didn't feel like a layup then. But now it feels like a layup. Even the college three-point line feels like a layup. Certainly the NBA to a lot of NBA players, and that is the path in which a lot of these dudes feel they're going. So they endlessly practice those shots. So what it was last night was Strother. It wasn't a bad shot that turned out well because he chose to take it and didn't drive to the basket. It was getting into a shot early in that possession with 12 seconds remaining that he felt comfortable in taking. He felt the comfort in that particular shot. And even though it was, you know, again, 33, 34 feet from the basket, you know, what looks uncomfortable to us is comfortable to them. And then, you know, I I talk about being able to step into it and being comfortable with it. You're able to step into it because the defense didn't think at that moment you were going to pull from that distance. So they go under the screen. And that gives you the opportunity that probably was going to give you, unless you put it up that early in the clock, and you get a rebound and you get a kick back out to somebody that's able to step into one, that gives you your best opportunity to get it clean and comfortable. And you want to take that thing early in that 12 seconds remaining because you did want the opportunity at the offensive glass right there. So that didn't surprise me in the least, and you see this more and more where people want to you know, tear it down, rip at it. To me, I understand it because you're looking more for what you believe to be a makeable shot. And for Strother, whom I've watched for the past couple of years, in some games he, he's really fun to watch, in some games he drives me nuts, but that was a comfortable shot for him last night, even though it looked like, you got to be kidding me, what is this guy doing? And that's what Mark Few was trying to explain in that post-game conversation and talking about that particular shot. 
but he saved Drew Timmy, who gacked on those two free throws, actually saved himself, too, because he had missed a free throw, and saved his team, who collectively absolutely melted down to a clown show in the final two and a half minutes of that game. That should have been certainly more easily won than it was. But the other aspect of this, these teams are all so even. Last night shouldn't have surprised you from a Florida Atlantic standpoint, just because I know Tennessee from the SEC Power Conference and all that, but these teams are all so close together. That's why we're getting a lot of that stuff. And we'll see if it holds true coming up later on tonight, for example, when you get a team like Princeton playing once again to try to advance to the Elite Eight. But it was a great night, I thought, of basketball. More people are going to point to the start to the overtime win by Kansas State over Michigan State. Some of the shot-making in that game, and I've said this before, as a huge fan of basketball, I love shot-making. And the shot-making in that game, they went through a stretch probably around the five-minute mark where on both sides they were struggling. And if you remember last night, if you were watching, that was when, when uh, Joey Hauser. Joey Hauser had like three or four really good looks after he'd hit some prior. He had three or four good looks that weren't going down. Both teams kind of went through that stretch of not knocking them down. But, man, the shot-making ability, and especially from Noel, who was incredible with the 20-plus and the 19 assists, the breaker record. And I never thought Mark Wade, and a lot of you probably remember this if you're an IU fan, Mark Wade got that. He held the record since 1987 and got that against IU. And the one thing that's never brought up, you know, that had been a record forever from that national semifinal win IU had in 87 over UNLV. But what often isn't brought up, that even with the 18 dimes that Mark Wade had in that game, he was oftentimes a detriment to UNLV. Because if you remember, Steve Alford got to rest on defense against him. Steve Alford didn't guard him. Steve Alford didn't come anywhere near the vicinity of him in that game. So Alford got to rest. They wanted Wade to pull as much as possible. Wade did pull, not just a couple of different times, but more than that. And it didn't go down. And they felt that that, you know, back then, that was a much better possession to have defensively than having it go down low to to, uh, Armand Gilliam, who was going to score, or Freddie Banks, who was going crazy as well. They were going to settle defensively back then to see a guy like Mark Wade, if he felt the need to try to shoot it, to try to score it, because they knew that more than likely it wasn't going to go down. So he got to pick and choose offensively who he was going to throw it to. And, you know, he got a lot of those assists just by getting it down low to Gilliam. I think Gilliam had, what, 35 or 34, I think, in that game. And Freddie Banks had 36. I mean, it was an incredible shooting exhibition by Freddie Banks. But the Hoosiers still won that thing, even with Mark Wade setting that record and that record that lasted until last night at Madison Square Garden. And what a game Kansas State and Michigan State was without question. And, uh, you know, obviously, yeah, it wasn't much with Arkansas and UConn. If there is a team that is flying under the radar that arguably is playing the best right now is probably Danny Hurley's UConn Huskies. And we'll see against Gonzaga coming up tomorrow evening. But they have really looked like, more times than not, the most balanced team out there. And it seems like some of these in-game situations, they're on cruise control. 
So they have been as good as anybody on both ends. And in terms of winning going away, has UConn. So your Elite Eight set up on a Saturday night to advance to the national semifinal. On one side has Florida Atlantic and Kansas State. And on the other, in Vegas, will feature Gonzaga and UConn. So you got that going for you. And you got another night in the regionals coming up later on tonight. And it has been incredibly enjoyable. You know what? This has been enjoyable even without in the second weekend participation from IU and Purdue. It really has. But I thought last night was as fun a night of basketball on a Thursday night that we have seen in certainly a long time. Harris Hoosier Park Racing and Casino. We are in Anderson today. Rick Moore is going to join us a little bit later on and talk about all that they're going to kick off here, probably in the 4, maybe in the 5 o'clock hour as well. Chris Hagan of Fox 59, I think, is coming up here to advise. Hagan's going to join us. We'll talk about last night, talk a little bit about Hoop 2. At the uh, Pro Day for Will Levis down in Kentucky, and I got a chance to watch a little bit of it. I was at a place, and you guys can help me out, uh, in Fishers. Uh, with my friend Kyle Knezovich and Paul from the Mower Shop in Fishers. It's called uh, Four Guys Ray or Four Days to Ray. Four, four something is a brewery. Four Days of Ray. It's an awesome place. I'm not making fun of it. It's good food. Great place. What is it again? Four Days Ray's? Four Days Ray's. Yeah, man, I mess that stuff up. Four Day Ray's at lunch and was hanging out with, with Kyle and Paul for a little bit as well. And I talked to Hagen, so we're going to break down a little bit of hoops and more. But I was watching Will Levis going through his pro day. And my, my first, at first glance, and believe me, for a pro day, I don't know what everybody is looking for here. On a pro day, you would expect, I think, 98% of the balls to be caught. That didn't appear to be the case. I don't know if you blame it on Levis or if you blame it on, on his pro day who they were throwing to. But I could sit here and make light of that. I'm just not going to because I know for the most part what really matters to the teams that are looking at the quarterback they're checking out. Yesterday it was Bryce Young. Two days ago it was C.J. Stroud. And today it was Will Levis. Coming up next week it's going to be Anthony Richardson of Florida. But what they really want to know is what they find out in the interview process. I really couldn't tell if – you know, he was great at it or not great at it. it. It didn't look too much like Stroud. Now, again, Stroud was working with some really good wide receivers, too, and nothing against these Kentucky guys. I just didn't know who they were. But I know Stroud was working with Marvin Harrison Jr. and a good group of wide receivers. I just didn't really know how to take it today. I just didn't notice that – there were some balls more than a couple that actually hit the turf. So I, depending upon what you're looking for, I just don't want to come across as saying, well, you just don't like the guy and you don't want them to draft him. Well, he's not my first choice, but I still thought going into today, and I still will until otherwise I find out differently that they are going to figure in on drafting him at number four. 
But that's what I was watching as I was uh, down in Fishers for lunch a little bit earlier today from Will Levis. That's something we'll discuss coming up in the 4 o'clock hour. Mike Wells of ESPN Radio is going to be here. We'll talk about that. The basketball is going on as well. Don Fisher, voice of the Hoosiers, probably for the final time until September because the basketball season is now over. We'll talk to Don about that coming up. I want to say, and this is not completely solidified, but... We're thinking, James, jump on here really quick. Give me a percentage of Michael Rappaport. I know people are trying to set stuff up with Michael Rappaport, the actor-comedian who's downtown at Helium Comedy Club this weekend. Give me a percentage on his showing up onto this show at some point this afternoon. I would say probably maybe 60-40 in terms of him showing up. but 60-40. Yeah. All right, 60-40. We'll don't, don't, don't quote me on that, though. Well, I am not quoting you on that. We're just going to put the percentage out there and see what happens. Of course, a lot of NBA conversation with him. He goes back. He was a longtime obvious Knicks fan, and I'm sure he'll have a lot to say about those years with the Knicks and the Pacers. But we'll see if Michael Rappaport – and me, I'd like to just sit here and say, all right, so – um, yeah, Michael Rappaport joins us. Um, how often were you on the same set with Uma Thurman? Because that's really all I care about. I mean, everything else, okay, I know. Uh, you, you know True Romance, I love that film, great film. Your first one was Zebrahead. Yep, I know. You're in higher learning. You're in a variety of other things. But how often were you on the set of Beautiful Girls with Uma Thurman? That's kind of what I wanted to talk about. He, however, may not want to do that. So 60-40, according to James, for Michael Rappaport, the actor-comedian, a little bit later on as well. Other ice, 239-1070 is the number. You guys can jump on board here if you like. Email the address at jmv at 1075thefan.com. Inside the lounge via YouTube Live, I'm looking at everybody right now. I'll check in with everybody. Coming up in just a couple of minutes, and we'll jump back into a little Pacer conversation. Pacers got a couple of tough ones back to back here. Kind of weird scheduling tonight in Boston on the road, and then the second of a back to back is like a five o'clock start coming up tomorrow late afternoon in Atlanta. That's the second of that road back-to-back. Pacers in Boston tonight. We'll jump on that coming up a little bit later on. But your thoughts on last night, on tonight, on what's left of the NCAA tournament. If you saw Will Levis, I'd appreciate your viewpoint on that as I gave you mine a little bit earlier and a whole lot more. Of course, Gamebridge Fieldhouse this weekend, the site of the boys' high school basketball state finals. Bob Lovell is here to discuss coming up on the other side of Indiana Sports Talk. Bob Lovell every Friday talks high school with us and he's brought to you by your 14 Joe Childers Run Central Indiana Car X locations. Maintain Spring Road Readiness. CarX.com today. Bob Lovell is going to join us coming up on the other side on this show. Live from Harris Hoosier Park Racing and Casino in Anderson 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. 
Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. The Ride with JMV. The Sportos, Motorheads, Geeks, Sluts, Bloods, Wastoids, Dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Here's Hitcher Park Racing at Casino on a Friday. I'm looking for you guys here. If you're up here in Madison County, join me. Noblesville area, join me. Pendleton area, join me. Fishers, come on up. Four-day raise, Corey, I had a grilled chicken. I want to keep it simple. Yeah, well, see, I can't go anything elaborate because this is a road game for me right here. So, yeah, I had to go with something that I knew was going to be okay and I could withstand that up here. But, nah, man, it was really good. And Fisher's a little bit earlier as well. So, join us up here in Anderson. Harris, who's your park, will be here until 6 o'clock. Meantime, on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline, got a big day coming up tomorrow, both in the midday and the evening. Gamebridge Fieldhouse with the IHSAA Boys High School State Finals. He's brought to you by CarX, your central Indiana 14 strong CarX locations run by Joe Childers. CarX.com to find the location nearest you. It's uh, Bob Lovell who joins us right now. I, I know we're both going to show our age and maybe you ultimately even more than I. <laughs> but I found My myself. Canadian, thank you. <laughs> I, <laughs> I felt myself compelled to explain a couple of things from last night's basketball action because now I think everybody is used to the driving the baseline. And this is not the only jump pass that is out there. They're driving the baseline, jumping up in the air, and really you don't know where it's going to go. You're hoping that the play is working to where it's going to go, but you really have no idea where it's going to go. Uh, That has been useful now and has swept the nation for a long period of time. That's something that both you and I would have to, in our eras respectively, have to run for. And the other thing, Bob, was last night with Julian Strawler of Gonzaga, with 12 seconds remaining, Gonzaga down Mm -hmm. one, he gets the ball and puts up one from about 34 feet away, dead on center, really just inside the logo there in Vegas, and he knocks it down. And it wasn't so much about people, Bob, talking about how he knocked it down. It was about people suggesting that it was a bad shot. And I tried to explain to folks exactly what goes into a bad shot anymore and and to me what you're looking for with 12 seconds remaining and down one is something that you feel comfortable in in what I call makeability and he got to step into something with not a great deal of defensive response because of where he was and they wanted to get an early look with the final 12 seconds again down mm-hmm. one so that's just a common theme is it not in basketball era it's not just chucking up a three that's looking for that comfortable look early and if it misses hoping you can get on the offensive glass that's just where we are offensively now right in basketball everywhere oh I, I think so I think it's hard to argue that uh, when you make a shot to, to come back and say that's a bad shot. So, you know, it depends. Right guy, right place, uh, in rhythm, those kinds of things. You know what I mean? You're trying to define what a good shot is. 
maybe that's not such a good shot for somebody yeah. else on that roster. It's a good shot for him. And, um, again, bottom line is it went in. And in my era, which was, you know, back when they, they, they we still had leather basketballs and we, you know, Chuck Taylor's had just been invented. You were right. you were told to never, ever, ever leave your feet to make a pass. Never leave your feet <laughs> unless you're gonna, unless you're going to shoot the ball or you're going to pass it. So never get in the air uh, without knowing what you're going to do. So game changes, it changes, but it still stays the same. You need to make you need to make shots. You want to try to get the ball in the hands of the right people at the right place in the right time, and so. That's uh, there's got to be drama. But people have to be uh, upset about something, John. They need to complain about something, no matter what. There's no doubt about that, too. I just that's what I gathered. I tried to explain, you know, as to what went down last night, especially for those that may not have stayed up and watched it, and maybe have only seen it from the highlights. Exactly what was was going in into that certain situation. It's not always about, hey, you're down one, I've got to. For example, if it was Marquise Noel from Kansas State, he probably would have gone hard to the basket. But in this right. case, they right. felt more comfortable with, again, what I call the makeability of even a, a long shot where normally the odds aren't in your favor. You know, they want to take that early one with the seconds remaining. And as you mentioned, and I think rightly so, you know, somebody that they have seen over and over again in games or in practice that have made that shot and they put that in his hands last night. That's what happened. Well, yeah, that's the whole deal. I mean, you, you know, you, when you're in a roll the dice situation, you want to put the ball in the hand your better players and you live with the, the decisions they make that <laughs> they, they in part large part got you where you are you have to have enough faith in them to believe in them and if it works out great if it doesn't you take the heat for it that's that's the nature of being a coach that's why john that's why not everybody can do it even though they think they can well i, I i'm honest about this like, I think I can, but I wouldn't want to try because I'd be more afraid I'd fail. <laughs> so, like, part of me yeah. thinks I can, but then there are some moments where just, you know, stuff, everything you got to keep track of, especially now with basketball coaches on the collegiate level, I, there is so much that is going on. And you've got to be so many different people, even if you have, you know, a staff, if you're one of these power fives with a large staff, there is so much going on and so much you're going to be responsible for other than just, you know, X's and O's and who should be playing and who shouldn't. It it just um, it's tough. I mean, it is tough. This stuff that's completely out of your control, you know, like the transfer portal. Or, you know, NIL and things of that nature, that that makes it even more difficult and something I couldn't see myself ever doing. Yeah, unfortunately, one of the last things you get a chance to do as a coach is is the thing that you got in the business for, and that was to spend time with kids and help them and help them be better people and help them through lives, uh, you know, tribulations, so to speak, trials and tribulations at that age. And with all the responsibilities that you outline, that becomes difficult. And so you're always going to have, look, when you get into business, when you decide to be a coach, you're always going to get criticized no matter what. Win, lose, you didn't win by enough, you shouldn't have lost, you should have played him, you shouldn't have played him, all these, all that stuff. And uh, that's you, you sign on for that. That's part of it. Is it fair? No. Does, does it hurt? Absolutely does. 
but you have to, uh, you know, remember the reason why you got in it, trying to make an impact, trying to make a difference in people's lives and have some fun along the way and be competitive and win some games. So this time of year, everybody's got an answer, John. And, and the, the, the NIL situation and the, uh, the transfer portal uh, have turned college sports literally into the wild, wild west. I mean, it, it, if you asked uh, a half a dozen people to explain what you can do with NIL, how you can do it, how much you can get, this, that, and the other, where it comes from. I tried to explain this to, to my wife the other day. I can't. It's hard to do. It's really, really hard to do. And um, I don't see it getting any better, quite frankly. And the transfer portal, uh, in our, this is, we're living in an AAU world. I didn't get enough touches. I'm out of here. I may have started every game, played every minute of every game, but I wasn't. I didn't get enough touches, so I'm I'm leaving. Uh, the, the people just pick up and go, no matter what. After all the time, effort, and money invested in in recruits, they back out. The, the concept of loyalty, there is none. And now I, the the answer to that, everybody is well. You know, coaches leave. Coaches make all this money. Blah 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 blah. There's no loyalty. Look, he could say there's no loyalty on the part of anybody. However, uh, I'm glad I just talk about it nowadays rather than have to go out and pay my bills by making sure we win enough games. Here's what's interesting, too, and Bob Lovell joins us, is the dynamic. I'll give you an example here. Tom Izzo is comfortable because he's Tom Izzo and can. Yeah, he comes out and says regarding the transfer portal, it just makes it easy if you have issues to run away from those issues and try to find something new. You never learn to work through it and resolve your problems. You're just moving on. Now, I will also tell you from a guy like Michael Lewis at Ball State, he's got to be mindful of. You know, somebody, for example, um, what's his name? Peyton Sparks is his big guy, yeah. six yeah. foot nine big yeah. guy, is in the transfer portal. So he has to describe it as, hey, he wants to see what he can do, and it's my job to help get him to the highest level of basketball that he can play. Deep down inside, do we really believe he, he believes that himself? Probably not, but you have to say that considering where you are, and who you are. The dynamic is consistently different, is it not? I think it is different. I think, uh, though, that, that Michael's comments are, are true. I believe in the, in the sense that kids talk, kids know each other with from AAU ball. And so, yes. you know, how you treat one person, uh, you always have to remember they're all going to know about it. And I, so I think if you have a reputation of being a straight shooter with people and caring about them and caring about their career, even to the detriment of your own program, while it may be altruistic to a certain nature, it, it, overall it, it does in fact benefit. You could benefit you down the line somewhere by everybody understanding what kind of guy you are. It's, I mean, and it's different with Izzo because he can just be Izzo. Hey, that's just yeah, Izzo. But, you know, yeah, but at his core, he's trying to help people. So, and I yeah. think, and I think the I think the transfer portal. Uh, affects coaches and programs depending upon the the where you are as a, as a group as a, as a as a team as a program and as a coach. So if you're Michael Lewis and other guys just coming in and, and, and taking over a program, the the quickest way, the most expeditious way to turn a program around nowadays is to get lucky in the portal uh, and and get some transfers who can come in and play. Now, does, you know, does it help you long term? I don't know uh, because of all the things you know, we've already talked about. But if you want to get it turned around, that seems to be one of the most expeditious ways to do it. 
there's a lot of luck involved in this in terms of who's available and this, that, and the other. And so you can't guarantee that by going in the portal, you're necessarily going to make yourself better, but you have a chance to do it at a quicker pace. So my friend Dusty May at Florida Atlantic is having a fantastic run of it going to the Elite Eight. And, I mean, it's it's incredible to watch that. And he has a lot of these guys coming back. Thus, he is incredibly comfortable in going back. They're moving from Conference USA to the American Athletic. And, you know, he's coming back and because he's got all these guys coming back. But to me, and I'm, I'm he curious. Hasn't coming, he thinks well, he hasn't coming back. That, that's what I want to say. <laughs> these guys are in such a spotlight right now. Right. These underclassmen right. playing for him. I mean, these guys are all becoming poach-worthy, are they not? Poach-worthy oh, to go to a larger school? And we both know that coaches at bigger schools are contacting them as we speak. Uh, supposed to be against the rules, but they do it. Uh, and, and so, yeah, I don't think you – listen, in this day and age, I don't think you're certain about anybody coming back. You know, you, you may have a team of all sophomores, and if you think they're going to all graduate together, you're crazy. It doesn't happen. And and your, your, your buddy uh, is also in a position where he could cash in on some generational money if he continues to have the success he's having uh, with a potential job open – I'm not sure what it would be, but this is the time that you can really, really, really uh, go to the bank as a coach without question. Well, I, mean, I think what Penn State, Texas Tech, Providence, um, yeah. those are yeah. a couple of the, the jobs that I know that uh, appear to be. Yeah, yeah, Texas, I guess, to a degree, but they'll rehire this guy that took over on the interim, you would think, that's got I them to think. the Sweet 16 yeah. at least. So, I just, like I said, and, and this is how I'm going to go ahead and tie all this conversation up. Uh, th- these are these new age problems that is much more <laughs> than just trying to coach up your team. And a lot yeah. of reasons why, A, I wouldn't want to think about doing it. And B, while some of these guys, you know, are deciding to step away because it's something that they no longer want to do. Maybe your passion fails a little bit. So that is uh, that, I think you're that's right. difficult. Yeah. I don't think it's coincidental that some of the big names – in coaching have decided to step away. I mean, age is a factor. The, the the nature of the job and the strain and the stress, what it does to you health-wise. But I think uh, college basketball literally overnight has changed dramatically in terms of the nature of the game and how it does business and, and how you do it. And like you pointed out, it's not, it's not X's and O's so much now. It's how you manage all, all of the background noise that's out there. I mean, you know, throw social media in. don't forget how important that is. And just throw NIL, social media, the amount of money. Yeah. You make a, you make tons of money, but the, the other part of it too, is you are, it's a different profession and you have no margin for error. And the other part of it is, is once you lose a head coaching job at the division one level, it's hard to get back in and get another D1 job as a head coach. That's very, very difficult to do. And so um, I'm, I'm glad I'm just a radio guy. I'm, just a, uh, I'm happy to be a former college basketball coach who now does radio. I have no problem with that life. 
So Bob Lovell brought to you by your 14 Central Indiana CarX locations. That's CarX.com with us via the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. Southwood, Lutheran, Blackhawk, Linton, Northwood, Guerin, Kokomo, Ben Davis. A great lineup coming up tomorrow midday and then into the evening in the IHSAA Boys High School Finals. And Bob's got you tonight and tomorrow night to go over all of that. Hey, I apologize for taking in that direction. I didn't know we would do it full time in this interview, but I, I appreciate your thoughts on it, because if anybody comes on this station, this show, that would have a background and be opinionated about it, it would be you. I appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> All right, John. Thanks a lot. Have a great day. It's a Bob Lovell, Indiana Sports Talk on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline. Hagan just sat down here. He's going to join coming up in a minute. Let me hit a break, and I'll come back. Hagen, you good to go? I've only got 30 seconds to stay here. So 30 seconds for Hagen, so and then he's hurry. out. Well, stop of the hour. Maybe Michael Rappaport and certainly Don Fisher in the 5 o'clock hour. Harris Hoosier Park Racing and Casino in Anderson. It's on a Friday on 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. The Ride with JMV. Have you ever killed anyone? Yeah, but they were all bad. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Live at Harris Hoosier Park Racing and Casino in Anderson. Cam is the engineer. James back at the studio. I'm John. Thank you for joining us. Bob Lovell with the uh, podcast now, 107.5thefan.com. Getting ready to start the harness racing season up here at Harris Hoosier Park Racing and Casino. Love to be up here at Anderson. Joining us now here, Fox 59, a longtime sports desk anchor. Sports desk anchor. What is this? I don't know. I'm just 1975. Chris Higgins here. I thought you were going to say longtime friend of the show. That would have been nice. Friend of the show who called me at midnight last night. I knew you'd be up. Yeah. That was because well, Jake Query called me the night before at midnight. Then I heard you lampooning me, as Andrew Luck would say on Lamp- the air here. <laughs> I I'm not going to sit here and let you lampoon Andrew me. Luck. Andrew Luck's usage of lampoon. He's, he's got a vocabulary unlike, unlike us. Uh, here's the deal, okay? I know you gotta, we got a hard out coming up here. Indeed. But this is all that, that game-winning shot there by Strother. I still say it's a stupid shot, and... You know, you can look on the the ESPN and it shows the shot chart. Mm-hmm. That was the deepest shot they made all night, the whole team, not just him. He was two of seven from three before that shot. Right. You're down one. You have 12 seconds. Now I could say, oh, maybe you get offensive rebound. But I tweeted this at the time. I was like, ain't no way if you got in that huddle. Go, all right, here we're going to do. You run out there. Uh, 
if they go under the screen, j- just pull up from the logo. That, that's what I'd like for you to Guarantee do. Guarantee you he did. Uh, Guarantee he said, here's is, your option. This is on Steph Curry. Just like Roger Bannister, nobody had run oh, a four-minute no. four mile until Bannister. And then within the next year, at like all these people had done it. Just like nobody was making these one-handed catches in football, and then Odell Beckham Jr. does it, and it's like, oh, you can do that? Just like Steph Curry, like you said, guys are comfortable shooting that shot yes. now because yeah. they practice it. And it's unlimited range. So I'm not saying that's not a shot he could make. I mean, you would see uh, Vlad Guerrero. There'd be a, a pitch at his ankles. He'd swing at it, and he'd hit it 400. You know, that's a, you can't argue. I heard Bob Lovell. You can't argue with the result. It's a good shot if you make it. But at the time you, I was at a, my local watering hole, when that shot went up, everybody, if they're rooting for Gonzaga or UCLA, all yeah. yelled out, what are you doing? Guess what? He won the game with that. But I'd, I'd still I'd tell him right now, that stupid-ass shot. You made it. So you get away with it, but that was a, that was a oh, dumb I loved shot. It. That I was loved a dumb it. shot. Oh, of course, I've seen you play basketball. Oh, that, no, 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 that's your shot. A that's your scoreboard in time, right there is why he took it. If he makes that, what's everybody saying? I mean, if he misses that, what's everybody saying? Uh, they cuss out Drew Timmy for missing two free throws. You know, Strother also missed the front end of a one and one earlier in the game. Well, I mean, he missed. He made one of two now, down the stretch. Yeah, there. he was now part full, of the full disclosure. I had got on an end game wager on Gonzaga minus five. So I need Gonzaga to win by five. They're up ten. I'm like, we got this. And then they're getting giving up and ones. They're like not playing any defense. They that uh, Malachi just throws the ball to Mick Cronin. They they didn't deserve to win that game. They totally collapsed. They got lucky. They won. And so I was very angry because they cost me money. They played like crap, and I was hoping they'd lose after after I was losing my bet. My That's friend, all I have to say. about My that. friend Greg Blanc just uh, texted me and said, "Hagen's awesome." I, I rarely have ever written this. But Hagen's right. Whoa! Both of you guys are wrong. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to have a drink just because of that. <laughs> I'm going to take a break. We'll come back with Wells on the other side. This is Chris Hagen. You can see him right now inside the lounge via YouTube Live. This human being called me at midnight last night and then had the audacity to say, I think the Andy Griffith you're watching is way too loud. You could hear the dialogue. I could, the hear, I could, right? I could make out the plot. I could hear it. I said, no, I said, you know how I know you're deaf? And you said, how? I said, I could hear the characters word for word, the dialogue from your show on TV. Hagen here, John Harris, Hoosier Park, racing a casino in Anderson. Maybe Michael Rappaport, maybe not. Don Fisher, for sure. Rick Moore here of Harris, Hoosier Park, racing at casino in Anderson, coming up too. And Mike Wells of ESPN Radio. Me and you, we can do some me and you in two at 239 239-1070 coming up an hour or two. 93-5107-5 The Fan. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta. And check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. The Ride with JMV. It's party time! P-A-R-T. Why? Because I gotta! 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. My man... 
John is here. John from Caesar Sportsbook. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Is Wells ready right now, James? Because you, we, we can't, I don't think we can come into this. You're going to have to re-rack something from Mike on this. Not your fault, but we're going to have to re-rack something from Mike Wells from ESPN Radio, his appearance. Here is Hoosier Park Racing and Casino. I, I know this song. And uh, Chris Hagan, that's, as you can hear, is that's, here uh, Def as Leopard. well. My stepdad Hysteria. to this day thought they were Death Leopard. He would say Death Leopard. I'd say, it's not Death Leopard. Death He'd say, I like, I like that old Death Leopard. Mutt Lang was their longtime producer. And then Mutt Lang, who did Mutt Lang marry? Shania Twain. There you go. That's why you and I are worthless. That is we not know, bad, is we it? We know stuff is like that. that. A good, that was a good get, wasn't it? Is that a solid oh, get? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. By the way, I earned some of my money back from uh, the good folks at Caesar Sportsbook. Yes, yeah, John, my, by the way. My disappointing loss that. last night. This will knock some of that off, the, t- the free T-shirt. So I'm stoked about that. Like the free gear right here. What's the deal with well. Wales? He's usually very prompt. Uh, we got new addition, Keith Sweat and Guy coming up later on tonight. There he is on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline from ESPN Radio. Mike Wells. Mike, this is for you right here. Are you ready? Yes, sir. <laughs> All right, where are we going to meet tonight, brother? Hey, hey, you, you, t- you tell me, man. I'll be there ready to go. Um, yep. I couldn't find any overalls, though, man. So I can have one strap now, but I'll be ready to kick it. Well, here's, I'm upset because I, I, I should have worn my Timberland hiking boots with shorts, and I didn't. However, with shorts, I still have on old school hard toe Adidas with the three stripes oh, in this yeah. case. In this case, they are lime green to match the alligator on my hooded sweatshirt right here. So I'm halfway there. Had I remembered, I think, the hiking boots, the Timberland hiking boots, it would have been better. But I'm halfway there the way that it is. That's nice. Man, hey, Hagen, where are you going to be at, bro? Uh, yet again, somehow I was left off the, uh, the invitation list here. Would you have gone? Yes, I would have gone. What? Good gravy. This guy, known him 25 years. He acts like he doesn't know. Oh, I didn't know you would go. Well, me and Wells had talked about this like a month ago. How, didn't we, Wells? Yeah, uh, yeah, but I, I, I'm not going to lie to you, Hagen. Every man, this was an every man for himself situation, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not trying to hold you out to dry, Wells. I'm just saying that you, you and I had talked about this event, and I made it clear that this is something that I would obviously want to go to. Could you, yeah, could, man. Could you Don't testify worry. to the court on that? Could you testify to the court on that? I will gladly testify on it, and I'm right, gonna go. And uh, don't worry. Hey, we'll send you pictures tonight. Don't worry about it, bro. We got you, though, man. <laughs> I oh, told hey, John. Listen, I said. Just, just, just I said, like John, Andy just, was about to say, it, 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 if it isn't love, I don't want to feel this way about you, bro. All right, so we got. Thank you. you. I told John last night when I gave him the midnight phone call, I said, hey, man, at least get me like 15, 20 seconds of Mr. Telephone Man a video. I want to see that. So if he if if John drops the ball, which I'm sure he will, I you, won't. you need to step up. Mike, the set list, new edition. They do everything, man. I mean, they do everything from new edition to Belle Biv DeVoe to Johnny Gill to Ralph Tresvant to Bobby Brown. It's all in there, brother. All of it. Oh, man. I can't. Oh, I cannot wait. I've been waiting for this since September when I miss Jodeci and everything. So uh, now we get we getting Guy. 
I like it. Groove me. Keith Quest going to be on the stage talking about don't get it twisted. Uh, why me, baby? We're we, oh. we going to get it all tonight. Uh, it's going to be good. And a shout-out to Dion, by the way, that hooked us up. And uh, Manny, listener to the show, Manny. I called Manny on my way home last night. Manny's fired up and ready to go. So, Mike, maybe a little bit after 7, uh, probably 7.15, maybe uh, 7.15, 7.30, we'll say, because it'll take me a bit to get down there from here. But it, maybe Coach's Tavern right there in that, that front area, right? We'll all meet all right, right there. Yeah, let's do that. Yep, 7, 7.15, perfect. That, that'll yeah. help me on where, I gotta, where I'm going to park at, too, because I'm not going to park far away from there. So, yeah. 715 by Coach's Tavern. We're going to roll up in there, and uh, we're going to be good. And if, if Manny decides not to go, Chris, maybe we can pass it. <laughs> Let me tell you what. Manny's not going to decide not to go. <laughs> Manny was fired <laughs> up. <laughs> Manny said, hey, what are we wearing? And I said, well, I don't care what you wear. You're going to look better than me. <laughs> so don't, don't worry about hey. it. So. Hey, Manny, we don't, hey, we don't do that twin stuff, Manny, all right, bro? No, I'm not, I'm not doing that twin, that twin stuff. <laughs> hey, I'm curious. Mike Wells of ESPN Radio joins us. So we saw Will Levis work out today. Uh, a lot of the Colts reps were down there, too. Last two days, Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud working out. Uh, obviously, I don't think there's much possibility for those guys to be available at the Colts, either at four or at three. Are the Colts, in your opinion, making a mistake if they don't go hard after Lamar Jackson, Mike? Yeah, I think they're making a mistake if they don't if they don't make a serious run to try to get him. I do I do think so. I'm not saying they have to get him, but they got to really put forth an effort in to do that. And I know people are gonna say, "Well, yes, Lamar Jackson's injury prone. He's only played. He hasn't played a complete season in his NFL career, but he is that dynamic and." He's that good of a QB that he—he's—he's a, he's a the guy won the MVP. He's the reason why the Baltimore Ravens have routinely been a playoff team. So you got to make a hard look at it because you're looking at. Let, let, I think we can probably say, barring something crazy happening at Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud, whether it's you know going to um, Carolina first or Houston second or right or they flip around, those two quarterbacks are going to be off the board. So you're looking at Will Levis or uh, Anthony Richardson at number four. Um, hopefully the Colts will trade up to number three because if not, somebody's going to leapfrog them. And uh, they'll really get the fourth quarterback in that mix. So, yeah, go, go, go see what you can do to get Lamar Jackson. Well, Lamar is only like 26 years old, so still should be, despite some injury issues, there still should be plenty of football left ahead. But is he is the idea of that kind of tainted by the fact of what the Colts have gone through trying to bring in other guys over the last few years. And that's unfairly judging this situation on its own merits because they're saying, hey, we've already been down this road. And the fans are like, we, we don't want to see this happen again. Well, I, I think uh, I, I got to say, Hagan, I love you, bro. But uh, Lamar Jackson would be offended if you put them in the same category as uh, <laughs> Philip Rivers, Carson Wentz, and Matt Ryan. You're talking about a guy who is, you know, only 25 years old still in the prime of his career, who's won, you know, um, yes, Matt Ryan won the MVP, but, I mean, just way, way younger and from a dynamic standpoint will bring way more to the table than all those guys who were um, either on the decline of their career or or for or from the situation of just couldn't produce anymore. Because the difference between those two is the Baltimore Ravens will love to have Lamar Jackson still if the numbers work out right. Um, the Chargers didn't want Rivers anymore. They wanted Justin Herbert. The Eagles didn't want Carson Wentz anymore. They were going to Jalen Hurts. And the Falcons didn't want Matt Ryan anymore after they got into the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes. 
So all those guys, the previous teams did not want them. The Colts just took them. The, can't, the same can't be said about Lamar Jackson. Well, that's, what I, that's my point, Wells, is that this should be judged differently than those other situations. But I'm, I'm saying, do you think that's why some people, some fans would be against it because they're, they're lumping it in there with these other, uh, you know, projects that didn't, that didn't work out? Yeah, and I and those fans shouldn't lump it in because you know that's definitely that's a uh, horrible comparison if you were trying to do that. So no, the fans shouldn't look at it that way. I mean, they they should be drooling, they should be drooling over Lamar the possibility of Lamar Jackson the same way you and I drool over a brisket sandwich from Bucky's. Bucky's <laughs> that's how hardcore they should be drooling over it. When you started that sentence, Wells, I was like, I don't know where this sentence is going, but it turned out okay. You're, you're right. <laughs> Mike Wells of ESPN Radio, Chris Hagan of Fox 59. We're live today at Harris Usher Park Racing and Casino in Anderson. Mike's on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. I've, I've described Lamar Jackson and the possibility here this way. It's, it's like the DeLorean, which looks fantastic. Gullwing action to open up the door. It's a great-looking vehicle, and then you get in it, and it breaks down at some point on the highway. That, to me, would be the biggest reason why you sidestep this. Now, on the other hand, and you can play off of this as well, wherever he goes, he is going to have, just beyond money, which he wants and is trying to find, he's going to have massive motivation, and he's going to have a lot to prove. So, you know, you he probably will reap the benefits as that as well. I Last two years not finishing the season, and the, as many hits as he's taken and as many hits as he has to take to be as good a player as he is individually, I don't know. I don't know if I'd want to be doing that if I'm the Colts, Mike. Really, man, I, I thought I thought you would have been on board with this one. I thought yeah, this would have been an easy one. I've been on the board too much one. recently. I mean, I I was you know I felt like the the veteran quarterback angle was the way to go for like three years running now, and you know other than that that playoff season where they got beat in Buffalo with Philip Rivers, it's been really a joke. It's been a comedic joke right here and I know that this is different I know he's a former MVP I know he's still young I know he's talented but with that youth and that talent comes a body that is taking a lot of hits and in the last two years he hasn't finished a season we've been down that path around here too when Andrew Luck was still around I just think now is your time to start fresh find somebody that you like mold somebody you like with you know your offensive guru you think as a head coach and move on from there through the draft Man, I got to tell you, if that's the approach they make, you know, whoever they take in that number four has to, has to be that guy. Because no offense to Gardner Minshew, but I, I really don't want to see him. I don't want to see him as a starting quarterback for a long period of time for the Colts. If if, if, if I were a Colts fan, I'd be like, oh, no, I just can't do it. Let's, let's let, the, you know. Let's let the kid learn maybe early in the season, but then you got to put him out there and go. So if you're gonna if you're gonna go ahead and take that QB at number four, make sure a he's that guy and b you can truly truly mold him into the player you envision. You can't basically what I'm saying is the Colts can't screw this up. They cannot they cannot screw this up and embarrass themselves any more than what has happened the past two seasons at quarterback with Carson Wentz and Matt Ryan. 
Wells, I know like these these pro days have been going on, and like the NFL Network wants to make a big deal, and people get all you know, wow, look at this. But I mean, you're throwing against air. If if you're if you're at Ohio State or Bama, you're throwing to other five star recruits or players that can go out there and, and make you look good. Um, what do you think? that the Colts and other teams, like I know we've seen the, you know, Frank Reich and the Panthers at these things. What, what can you really take from that one day as opposed to the whole body of work and the interviews and everything you already know about these guys? I think I take more from meeting with the people and meeting with the kid again and those around him than I do with the routes versus the air because the reality is, and I'm not trying to, yes, I'm mocking the three of us some, but, you know, we won't throw it as hard or as far as those guys who we were not, we're not quarterbacks, but, we can throw routes versus air um, in a workout. So I think it's more about the, you know, being around those close to those QBs. You know, I'm sure Frank Reich and, and company were uh, around, you know, CJ Stroud and his people pretty hard and talking to them about things and stuff. But yeah, I definitely take more from that than I do against out there throwing to a Marvin Harrison Jr. Which man, I ain't gonna lie, only that kid can go to the NFL right now. You know, what's funny, Wells, is if you play at Ohio State or at Alabama, you're probably on every given year on your roster, you're probably playing with 10 to 15 first-round picks. Not in one given year, but you know what I'm saying, you know, over the course of those guys. And it's not like that in the NFL. You're not going to have 10 to 15 first-round picks on your roster. So that's something, too, I'd like to see. Whereas this Will Levis guy, as John said, some balls were hitting the ground. You're not completing some passes. It's because you've not been surrounded with players like that. And that's something I think you have to be able to kind of project as well. What's it going to be like when you're walking onto this field as a Panther instead of at Ohio State or at Alabama? And, you know, your your time to pass isn't as long as it was that pocket collapses a lot quicker and how quickly can you handle that because that that's a big part of the adjustment as well when you're coming from one of these these powerhouse schools i think yeah uh, yeah i mean man you made you made an excellent point hey you talk about the number of you know first round picks you're playing with over the you know over the present and the future in those situations and you're going then all of a sudden you're playing with guys who are undrafted free agents or you know um seventh round picks and things like that. So I do I, I I'm a believe I, I would take Will Levis over the quarter over the Florida quarterback. Um I, I'm just curious because I just think, you know, Levis still I think there's a potential to be tapped with him because he didn't have the same type of uh, weapons that uh Anthony had down with the Gators. So if 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 if, if everything lines up and the Colts stay where they're at or they move up to number three and you said, Okay, are you taking you going Florida or Kentucky um, I'm saying just like just like in basketball, I'm taking I'm taking the Kentucky kid. So Mike Wells of ESPN Radio with us via the Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline. Harris Hoosier Park Racing and Casino in Anderson is our location today. I want to move along to the Pacers. I felt the other night in Toronto was the best example as what I've tried to explain for a number of months now as to what I want to see compared to a lot of people out there that are Pacers fans. Mike want to see three and a half quarters of entertainment, and if they lose, that's great because of the effect it will have as far as the NBA draft lottery is concerned. I I take it a different angle. I like it 
when these guys play well down the stretch, close out games and win games, I want to see them learn to do that. This should be the learning slash proving ground to do that. They did that against Toronto the other night. Thus, I see nothing wrong with it. And I thought that was one of the best examples all year of what I've tried to explain. To me, with this core group that's here right now, that's more meaningful than an extra half percentage on maybe getting inside a single-digit lottery selection in June. Man, I'm, I'm not a believer. I, you know, if this was the NFL, I'm like, okay, you know what, let's just go ahead and you know, scrap the vets and play the kids and see whatever happens happen. Because if you lose, you're, gonna, you're definitely going to get you know, better draft position. When it comes to the NBA, I'm not a believer of it because you can sit there and stink, flat out have, you know, one of the worst records in the league, and there's no guarantee you're going to end up with, uh, you know, top, you know, one of the top picks. I mean, it all depends on where where, where your balls decide to bounce at that day. So uh, you could you could end up get you could, you can end up getting screwed um, in, in in a bad way. So I'm not I'm not a big proponent. So I'm I'm with you. Let's just hey, just play. If you win some. Um, hey, be happy and know that, okay, you got, you got some pieces that you can work with going forward. Wells, that, that uh, statement just took a turn for the worse there when you were trying to talk. But, um, uh, hey, but they, they, don't, they, they don't have ping pong balls for uh, the, the NBA draft lottery? <laughs> you talking about the balls and getting screwed. I, let's just leave it at that. Um, I tell you what, it, it has been encouraging to see if when you've seen the Pacers in some years past, you just feel like, they're stuck in the mud and spinning their wheels. But this year, you've, even in some of these close losses, you've seen the flashes of the, the young talent they have. Um, some of it, you know, you know, when you think about a lottery pick, you expect them to be, you know, showing flashes. But other guys, you think about some young pieces, and you're like, if you can keep this together, add one more nice draft, then you start talking about, okay, they're not worried about trying to make this play in. They're, they're worried about, you know, positioning and seeding in that Eastern Conference above and beyond that, you know, top five or six team in, in the Eastern Conference. And I think that the, the foundation definitely has been put in place. No, it, it, it has. I, we've talked, I've talked about this a lot. I, I've enjoyed watching the Pacers play, especially early on in the season when they were killing it. And as long as Halliburton is out there on the court – the, the, the pace is going to be exciting. They're going to get up and down and stuff. I I like what they have. They obviously need more, but what they have to start, I can roll with. Get, yeah, get, give me that. And I know all the attention, all the attention the past got month or so has been on you know IU men's and women's basketball, rightfully so. The Colts uh, were free agency and everything. Now with the draft coming up, right? But I, I think the Pacers, despite their struggles. They are definitely a way more entertaining team that, you know, at some point more and more people are going to gravitate to and want to watch. Well, and that's what the the Colts need to do this year. Uh, Not likely to do, but I like to call it over-deliver because in terms of enjoyment, compared to what Rick Carlisle told me in October, Mike, the Pacers have over-delivered this year and have given you reason to be interested, reason for you to be invested, and given you hope. And I think that's what everybody is believing that the Colts should be able to do, over-deliver. I don't know if it will, but over-deliver this year would be, I think, relatively important for this franchise to do, considering how often here in recent memory they have certainly under-delivered for the audiences out there. Hey, by the way, Mike, before I let you go, do you want to hear? This was in Birmingham back on March the 11th, the new edition set list. Wait, wait, before you answer, Wells... 
Some, sometimes I don't want to hear the set list. I want to be surprised you be about surprised? what's coming. So, Wells, you answer the way you want to, but do you want to know the set list going in? No, I, I, I want to be surprised tonight, Jay. Thank you. Let's, Thank hey, you. Let's, let's, be, let's be surprised, and I want to make sure I got this right. So, about 7.15 in front of Coach's Tavern? Yeah, either inside the door or somewhere right there. If Tommy Sutton's there, tell him you know what. Just by. text each other. This is a radio show for the people, not for you to get your plans in order. No, but no, I will t- hey, hey, listen. Hey, here's the deal. No, we can talk about it. I'll go inside, and if anybody's listening, going to the concert, let's go in and have a beverage. Yeah, it's we sweet. can do that. That means I'll, that means I'll, Wells wants a free there. drink. <laughs> I'll get there. <laughs> I'll uh, I'll even get there at like seven to have a have a beverage. And why in the hell are you up in Anderson? On such a huge night, when you need to be downtown, because it's a huge night here too. Well, yeah, they need me, they need me up here propping up the product. We're about to have some live racing up here. Listen, we don't. Hey, I don't need sixty nine to cause issues today for you to get down there today. Oh man, don't worry about it. I'll cruise on. <laughs> well, what is wrong right with you today? I'll cruise uh, right. Hey, what? by the way, 24, 24 <laughs> songs in the set. Give me a number. I'm gonna at least give you one song. Oh, give me God. one number here. Between one and twenty four. Yes. Uh, Take a number, Wells. Ele- give me, give me eleven. And Hagen, I sixty nine, bro. <laughs> <laughs> number eleven, the new edition set list going back about a week and a half or so. A little bit of love is all it takes. A little bit of love goes a long, long way. Ooh, that's a good one. I've never oh, seen man. them. Per- they've never done that in concert in front of me. That's awesome. That's number eleven yeah, on the set list. Oh, hey, I can't wait for it, brother. Hey, I will see you at Coach's yep. tonight, man. You got it. We'll hey. meet you there, me hey, and hey. you and Manny. And maybe we can scrounge up a ticket for Hagen. I could be your Uber driver. Just go ahead and text me. I'll come. I'll swing through and pick y'all up. Listen, Hagen, if he scrounges up a ticket, you better be there too, bro. I will. If there's somebody right. out there that wants to miracle me a ticket, go ahead and call up. Miss Miracle Hagen a ticket right here. Just let me know. All, All right, right, Mike, we'll hey. see you in a little bit. All right, talk to you. Mike Wells of ESPN Radio. I I was at a concert one time, and I had worked my way up to the front, and there was this this girl telling the other girl, oh, I I saw the set list. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I go, I'm not being rude, but I don't want to hear that. She goes, well, I saw the set list. I'm like, won't you all go to the bathroom and you tell them the set list? Because I I didn't pay money to know what's going to happen. Crotchy the old man sitting over there. I was. I was fine. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20-milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. The Ride with JMV. Get him a body bag! Yeah! <laughs> 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Live at Harris, Hoosier Park Racing and Casino on Anderson. Chris Hagan of Fox 59 of JMV. Thank you 
for joining us. Voice of the Hoosiers, Don Fisher in the 5 o'clock hour. Got uh, the second part of Sweet 16 action coming up later on tonight. Paces on the road in Boston. But we got bigs going on here in Indianapolis. Helium Comedy Club later on tonight. Actor, comedian, great podcast. And from what I had heard from Jake Query of the morning show, who was there last night, was sensational on the main stage at Helium Comedy Club. Michael Rappaport's on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Potline. Hello, Michael. How are you today? I'm good. I'm good. I appreciate you having me, and uh, I'm excited to be here in Indianapolis. You, uh, from what I heard last night, whipped a little ass. Well done. <laughs> we had a good show. <laughs> last night was a, a great show, and I'm looking forward to uh, four more shows. There's two uh, tonight, Friday, and two more Saturday. The crowd was really, really, really good, especially for a Thursday night. I was taken aback by just their energy and the interaction. And uh, it's my first time getting to spend uh, a little time here in the city. The last time I was here, not to bring up any, any uh, um, you know, um, bad memories for either one of us, uh, was, it was 95 or 96, maybe 94. Yeah. Uh, it was uh, for a uh, Pacers-Knicks game. And then that was just a very, very, it was a very tense situation for, for, for everybody involved. I don't remember who won, who lost. <laughs> Those series are all a blur. They seem to all... Uh, you know, be, be mixed together. Um, but that was the last time I was here, so I'm happy to be uh, here, uh, you know, on a lighter note. HeliumComedyClub.com to get your tickets for tonight, tomorrow, to see Michael Rappaport. You're a longtime Knicks fan. Do you hold that rivalry in the 90s to a high regard like we do around here? How do you view the 90s oh, yeah. with the Pacers and the Knicks? Well, yeah, of course. I mean, you know, we, we, we duked it out. And, and, you know, we won some, you won some. You know, Reggie Miller, uh, uh, the, the Davis boys, uh, my man Mark Jackson, you know, from from New York, uh, from Brooklyn, New York. Chris Mullen was on that team. Of course, Larry Bird and Isaiah Thomas and Jalen and, uh, you know, the, the Dunkin' Dutchman. And, you know, of course, the Knicks had our guys. And it was a lot of fun. You know, 90s basketball was was great and uh you know you, you know younger times uh simpler times and uh you know it was a time when you had to watch the games you know uh you you had to show up and and get home to watch the games and you know you couldn't you know just catch all the the highlights or the low lights on on the internet um and it's crazy cuz the 90s seems like this high tech you know sort of time in, in our life but you know compared to right now it's like you know you still have to go home and watch the games uh um, obviously you know the 70s was was different and all that stuff uh but yeah of course the, those 90s rivalries and 90s basketball as a as a whole was you know was it was a great time Hey, Michael, uh, this is Chris from Fox Sports TV here in town. Now, I don't know if this is a compliment to me or an insult to you, but I've been told on more than one occasion that I look like you. So we'll take that for what it's worth. But I will tell you this. Um, wait, wait, wait. Let, me, let me stop you. On your best day, if you ever wake up and think you look as good as me, you should slap yourself and go back to sleep. Let's just be <laughs> Damn straight. <laughs> on, your, on your best day. I don't care if you got a good hair day, uh, uh, you, you, you're well-rested, and, and maybe you had a good day at the gym. On your best day. Don't ever, ever, ever think you look Never. fantastic as me, Michael Rapport. Are you kidding me? 
How Michael, I'm, I'm still I'm still waiting for my best day. It's been 50 years. I, I've not had my best day, and I I don't know about this gym that you speak of. But I will tell yes, you this: yes. I, I've enjoyed your your career. The different you've done so many different disciplines, and I was curious. You talk about the energy from the crowd you had last night, and looking forward to another good one tonight. How soon? Like if you're acting a scene and you've rehearsed, you know the energy that's coming back from your your the other actors. How soon can you tell what the energy is with a, a stand-up comedy crowd? And mm. do you have to be prepared to dip and dive and react and maybe adapt your show that evening for what they're bringing you? That's a good question. Um, I think you can tell within the first five minutes. You know, sometimes within the first five minutes, you, you, you might, me or the comic might judge the crowd wrong. The crowd could be settling. The crowd could be happy to see you. The crowd could have an impression of you. Uh, 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 there could be, you know, plenty of variable variables. It could, they might not have their drinks. It might have taken long to get in. Um, but I think, you know, within the first five minutes, you, you know what you're dealing with. And um, you adapt. You, you flow. You know, it's, it's a very give and take, um, you know, responsive, uh, uh, you know, push and pull, uh, you, know, uh, you know, thing. You know, going to see live uh, comedy and, you know, of course, being the, the comedian. And, you know, for me, I take it very, very seriously and and take it as a, as a as a true compliment that you know people come out to to see me perform live and and I try to leave you know uh, uh, blood on the floor not literally but just try to <laughs> give everything I have um, uh, to give a great show because you know in, in all seriousness you know there's so many things that people could be doing and and if you come to see me I, w- I want to give you your your money and your time's worth it. Um, but, you know, for the most part, you know, I haven't really had any crowds that, you know, some crowds are more low key. Some crowds are, you know, less energy. But for the most part, you know, in all my shows, I've been fortunate to, to have a good, you know, good, good, you know, good crowds. And, you know, in all honesty, Thursday night, you know, could sometimes be a laid back crowd. But last night at the uh, DLM Comedy Club, we, we got off to a really good, good start. And I, I was surprised because I didn't know what to expect especially on a Thursday in Indianapolis, but they were really good and responsive and with me and the club is nice. And uh, I'm looking forward to, uh, you know, four more good shows. So Michael Rappaport joins us. What, what do you find from city to city? People uh, have their greatest memories of you because Chris mentioned, Michael, mm-hmm. that you have been involved in so many different disciplines. And, you know, you're somebody that loves music as well. You love sports. You've been involved in so much. Does it always most of the time go back mm-hmm. to the films and the acting that you have done in the past? You know, honestly, it's just all over the place. You know, I've done so many things. You know, it could be, you know, ranting about sports. It could be a movie. It could be a TV show. It could be something as simple as the episodes of Friends. Mm. Yeah. I'm just happy that I I, uh, have had all the opportunities to do all the things I've gotten to do for for this many years, to, to be honest with you. That is that is great, and you, the one thing that the 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 line between you know everything is it comes back to sports. Obviously, this is a sports show, but so much pop culture references, and I love the fact that you you talk about the the rivalry with the Pacers. So many moments uh, in our lives, you can remember exactly where you were and what that feeling was like. It, at a sporting event and you turn to the guy next to you, you don't know who he is. He's a different race. He's a different socioeconomic class, but you turn to this guy and you're locked in that moment forever. The high fives, the hugs. And, and that's, that's what I think so great about at sports, you know, from a young age to an old age, that's something that really binds everybody together. Like we've never met you, but we're sitting here talking about a rivalry that goes back, you know, 30 years with these Pacers and Knicks. 
it's crazy, and that's the beauty of it. That's the insanity of it. You know, that's the fanatic part of it, and 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 that's the you know the great ABC Wild World of Sports. You know, opening the thrill of victory, the agony of defeat. <laughs> Obviously, you always want to come out on top, but even if you came out on top all the time, you, you it really wouldn't be that fun. You know, the 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 the, the losses they stink. But, uh, you know, the memories of the games, and it's not even about listening necessarily the details. It's the feelings. It's the camaraderie. It's a, like you said, it's, it's uh, you know, the, the being with the people you know, being with complete strangers, being in a bar, uh, being at the event, watching it at home, watching with your father, watching it uh, by yourself. That Those are the things for me that you, you really take away. I'm not one of these, you know, people that has a great memory for every single play from the third quarter of you know the AFC uh, championship game or you know this you know Easter conference final uh, um, but you know it's just it's just really the camaraderie of of of, of being a fan uh, a fanatic he's Michael Rappaport he's going to be on stage helium comedy club that's later on tonight then tomorrow night as well heliumcomedy.com to get your tickets right now this is going to be fantastic heliumcomedy.com get those tickets set up for tonight and tomorrow night right now I I love Zebrahead I want to get back to that for a moment uh, that's one of my all-time favorite 90s films but this is to me a compliment that I think is great for you you have been involved in so many ensemble casts in film yep. uh, with so many great standing the test of time actors today. But this is what I love about you. In all of those films, you stood out. You always stood out to me. And I, I think that's one of the best compliments you can have as an actor in ensemble cast films like that. When you stand out with the likes of, of Timothy Hutton or Matt Dillon or Brad Pitt mm-hmm. or Christian Slater, that is, that is amazing to me. Do you look back on that portion of your career and, and wonder, wow, that was about as good as it can get for me as an actor? Um, well, I appreciate that. You know, I don't look at it like it's as good as it could get, you know, all the opportunities that I've had, you know, and in those films with those great ensembles with like Beautiful Girls or Copland or True Romance, I have always been as excited to be there as fans would be to to watch uh, those movies. You know, I grew up a fan of of, 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 of films like everybody else. I, I before I even considered or, or crossed my mind to be an actor, I loved. You know, Sylvester Stallone. I loved Robert De Niro. Uh, I grew up as a teenager loving Matt Dillon films. So uh, to be working with those guys, I'm hyped. And and I am pumped to go to work. And I want to give everything I have uh, 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 to just give all my energy to be as genuine and as real as possible. And, you know, I want to continue doing that. You know, I've never really felt like I've had a day of work as an adult, as an actor. You know, I, I, I show up on the set. I'm, I'm excited um, every day, every day. And, and, you know, I'm excited for every show. You know, I, I still um, look at myself like I'm, I'm going to the destination. I don't feel like I'm at the destination. I don't feel like I'm there. I don't feel like I've made it. I feel like I'm just continuing to just be excited and pumped and humbly um, grateful to, to, to get what I do. That's that that's a the, that's the really who, who I am. You know, my persona sometimes and the, the trash talk and all that stuff. But as far as the opportunities that I get, I mean, even you know, 
you know, like talking to you guys at ESPN Radio. Like, I watch. I listen to ESPN, you know. Like, so when I'm talking to you guys, like, I'm like, oh, snap. I'm on e-, You know, like, I, I still feel that way. I still feel like a fan and just, like, sort of, you know, the guy going uh, about his, his, his business and, and, you know, going about his life. And uh, I really appreciate uh, all, all the stuff that I've gotten to do. Well, it's great, Michael. Is uh, before we wrap up here, is you're we're all three about the same age, and and true true to what you said, you you are a handsome man, but you can tell you're a good mm-hmm. actor because there've been several of your roles where I, mm-hmm. I I'd like I hate your guts in some of those, mm-hmm. not not your performance, but I literally hate you, and then that, that's just part of the craft. You're such a likable guy, but you're like ah, that, that character. God. So that, that to me is when you know you've made an, an impact on a movie, like John said, maybe not the lead, but you 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 steal some moments of that movie and you leave a lasting impression. I, I, you know, I appreciate that. I try to, I try to be as genuine, you know, I'm not, I don't think I'm the, the most, um, uh, a technical actor, you know, there's, there's different kinds of actors. There's actors that are extremely technical, um, and, 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 uh, you know, they're good with, you know, nuanced walks and gestures and character, stuff like that. And, and I'm a fan of, of all those guys. Like for me, my strength is to try to just be as genuine, as honest as I possibly can. And that is my goal every single time is to just be as, as genuine as honest and as tangible, uh, whether it's a good guy or a bad guy, I, I want the, the, the character to be uh, human um, as possible. Well, I certainly wish we had more time because uh, what an outstanding career and we love certainly talking to you, but we are going to send as many people as possible to your shows tonight and tomorrow night at Helium Comedy Club. Michael Rappaport is with us. I am Rappaport is the podcast too. He does nearly everything. He's been a part of the big three with Ice Cube as well. Mm-hmm. Somebody actually just tweeted at me, Michael, and said that you gave him tickets for Rupp Arena in Lexington, Kentucky for the big three and wanted to oh, thank you cool. for that. So, yeah, it's it, hell of a career. And uh, keep this thing going. And I know you're going to entertain both tonight and tomorrow night. And if you're ever back in India, if you ever com- want to come on in India to discuss sports, we're right here for you, man. But thank you very much for being a part of the show. Absolutely. Uh, the next time I'll come in, the, in there and we'll hang out long form. And, and I appreciate, appreciate all the support and all the uh, – all the compliments, you guys, and uh, you know, enjoy uh, enjoy this weather. It's getting ready to start getting nice soon, hopefully, and enjoy the playoffs in March Madness because it's a good time of the year. You got it, Michael. Thank you very much. Have great shows okay. tonight, and tomorrow night. Thank you, guys. It's uh, Michael Rappaport right there. HeliumComedy.com tickets available now for tonight and tomorrow. HeliumComedy.com. It's good to hear guys like that when you when you you see their career from afar and then you talk to them when they're not yeah. you know doing their show or acting or on stage and you realize that's that's a good guy that's the kind of guy you would want to have here right now here with us and having a beer with us. No, that's cool as hell right there. And, and seriously, the ensemble cast you look at like True Romance and Beautiful Girls that's like a who's who of actors right there. Well, he's and a, like he stands out yeah. in in both. Well, he, he's he's a different looking guy than your you know your Hollywood yep. you know whatever. He's a taller guy and he's got the the ginger hair. Props to him. And, yeah, he, he stands out not just because of how he looks, but by how he performs as well. Hagen, JMV, Harris, Hoosier Park, Racing and Casino in Anderson. Michael Rappaport, again, Helium Comedy Club tonight, tomorrow night. Podcast 107.5thefan.com. Back with you next. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20-milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. 
brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. The Ride with JMV. Excuse me, Robo. Any special message for all the kids watching at home? Stay out of trouble. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. What band is this, Hagen? Like Sean. Uh, this is uh, 311. Have mm. I? Well, hell, Never have. No, um, we have uh, always been down. One down. memory that a song brings up to you? Oh, all, all the time that happens. This has a specific memory to me. Right is it uh, suitable for air? No. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell by the way you asked that question. You ever have a song that brings together? Mitch Hedberg had a great uh, joke about that. Five o'clock hour we go. Harris Hoosier Park Racing and Casino in Anderson. Uh, Rick Moore, Tony Renz a little bit later on with us too. Why you need to get up here. Michael Rappaport, comedian, actor a little bit earlier. HeliumComedy.com for his shows tonight and tomorrow night down at Helium Comedy Club. Downtown in Indy, he was fantastic too. Bob Lovell a little bit earlier and ESPN Radio's Mike Wells. But on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline, I'm sad because this may end up being the final one until the start of the football season because basketball season is now over. Our Friday visit, voice of the Hoosiers, Don Fisher, is with us. Is this going to be the final one for a while? Probably will be. I don't know, unless there's something that big that happens down in Bloomington. <laughs> I'll probably be at a golf course <laughs> at 5 o'clock in the afternoon on Friday. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I don't blame you. I, I, I know you've had a long time now to kind of digest this and think about you know, this season as a whole and how it all ended. Describe for us you know, how you felt this season had gone this year all the way up to that ending in Albany on Sunday night at the hands of Miami. Well, John, in many ways, I thought it was a really good season. And I say that because uh, I expected this team to be pretty good at the beginning. I, I thought that they would continue that throughout the Big Ten portion of the season. And generally speaking, they did that. Um, I know there were a lot of people at the very outset of the season who believed what the media had to talk about. In fact, they wanted Indiana or they thought Indiana was going to win a Big Ten championship or they were the favorite to do so. I never really thought that. I thought if this team finishes in the top three or four, I think I told you this, John, if they finish in the top three or four, um, you've got to be happy because we hadn't finished any higher than ninth place in the Big Ten in six years. So do you expect this team to be dramatically different than what we've seen? Uh, I would say you couldn't say with any certainty that that was going to be the case. And honestly, uh, I was really pleased with what I saw for the most part. What I didn't like was the nature of the, uh, the latter stage of the season where they went back and forth with wins and losses and couldn't put anything together. Uh, and it just appeared to me that they ran out of gas. They just didn't have legs at the end of the season they would win a game, and then the next game out, if it was a day or two later or just you know, just one day later or two days later, whatever the case may be, 
Uh, and even with just two days practice time in between, they just didn't have their legs. And the, the, the results showed that. So, but, but the truth is they tied for second place in the Big Ten in a very competitive, very tough Big Ten conference race this year. I, I'm not displeased with what I saw. I really am not. Fish, it's your good friend, Chris Hagan. Good to talk Hi, to you. Chris. I was waiting for you to uh, confirm or deny that I was your good friend, and you, you passed on that, so that's okay. Hey, um, <laughs> w- w- you, I mean, you've, you, you're a Hall of Famer. You've been through so many seasons, and you know what it's like to have a season start and then end. There's always that suddenness of it. But as you said, you get back in the tourney last year to play in game. You get in the tournament this year. You win a game. But it's, there's just that suddenness of the end of a season, and especially when you're, when you're saying goodbye to a special player, the end of a career wearing the cream and crimson. And so there's always a little extra, in my opinion, a little extra sadness when you, ha- when you have to say goodbye to a guy like Trace. There's no question about that, Chris. I, I, I really like Trace Jackson Davis. He's a wonderful young man. Uh, he was a terrific basketball player. He had a sensational season uh, his senior year. Um, in his four years there, he accomplished things that we haven't seen a player do in, in many, many moons now. And uh, it, the records that he set uh, for block shots, for, for rebounding, uh, and being the third all-time scorer at Indiana University, those are remarkable statistics. And he, he just and he became a leader at the end of the season. And I think I said this earlier this week. The one thing I liked about his senior year is he bought in completely to winning. He wanted to win the Big Ten championship. He wanted to go to the Final Four. Uh, he wanted to win a national title, and and I think he played that way. Uh, he played just he had just a sensational final year at Indiana, and his legacy will be what kind of person he was, the kind of leader he was, and without question, the kind of basketball player as he was. And then I think I don't think anybody could argue with what he put together. So Don Fisher, voice of the Hoosiers via the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. This is going to be a staff that's going to have a lot of work in front of them to help retool this. I mean, there are some pieces there, don't get me wrong, but there is a lot lost, and certainly the effectiveness, the production of Trace Jackson Davis right there at the top of the list. This is going to be a busy spring and summer for that group. Well, there's no question. I mean, the, the, obviously, they're going to have to go into the transfer portal and in a big way this year because they only have two recruits coming in. They're both guards, Ja'Kai Newton out of Georgia and Gabe Cups out of Ohio. Uh, both are touted to be very good players, uh, but they're going to be freshmen. And without question, that's always a significant challenge uh, when high school guys come to college and take over. Now, Jalen Huchifino handled that pretty well this year. Uh, he was up and down a little bit toward the end of the season like the rest of the team, but at the same time, he was a sensational guy to have in your ball club when you lose your senior leader at point guard in Xavier Johnson. And they lost him, uh, I think it was the 11th game of the season. He played nine minutes in that ball game. They're going to try to appeal to get Xavier back for next year. But that's not the issue with this ball club. Next year, it's going to be who's going to be on the front line. And obviously, Malik Renew is the odds-on favorite to be the starting center for this ball club. But who else is going to be out there on the front line? And, and they're going to have to find players in the portal that fit. And they're going to have to be – this is going to be a different team. It's going to be constructed differently. It will have to be. 
And there's no question it won't be – I don't think we're going to see the same style of play offensively from this ball club next season because you're going to have a whole different lineup in there. Fish, I apologize if John has already asked you about this before because, as you both know, I never listen to the show. Um, do you remember – and I know, like, uh, staff hey, members – One of many right here, Don, by the way, too. Staff, staff members <laughs> – Staff members through the years are instructed never to look you in the eye or speak to you. So I don't know. Did John ever ask you, do you remember Dusty May when he was a part of the program as a manager under Coach Knight back in the day? Did you have any interaction with him? And obviously happy to see uh, the success he's had on the national level now. There's absolutely no question. I know Dusty. I know him well. He was on Coach Davis's staff, obviously, after being a manager at IU. Uh, and he worked with Mike Davis for several years there. Uh, we played cards. <laughs> we played a lot of cards when Mike was the head coach. We'd go to Mike's house and we would play cards. Uh, we'd play poker. It would be Joe Smith, Kate Klingelhofer, uh, Dusty May. Um, and we even had Joby Wright a few times. We had Mike, of course. And then there would be odds-on people that would come in every now and then, different people. We'd always have six or seven guys playing playing poker. We would name our game, and then we would play. Dusty was just so much fun to be a part of those, of those card games, and he was a terrific assistant. I mean, Mike really, really liked uh, Dusty May and thought he was going to be a really good coach. And incidentally, I don't know if you heard it on their broadcast last night, but they talked about the fact that Dusty had Mike Davis come in and talk to his team this year. I don't know if it was at the end of the season or during the season, but he had him coming in and Mike gave him a really good speech about you guys. If you guys want to play, if you guys want to get the NCAA tournament this year, you've got to think like you're a top five team. And he says, you guys are good enough to be a top five team. He told them that. And man, does it come to fruition? So Don Fisher, voice of the Hoosiers, with us. So I've I've known Dusty for the better part of forty plus years, going to the same high school, and uh, it was interesting last night because obviously uh, Green County. I'm giving Green County a lot of love, um, and it made me laugh because I looked behind the bench with all the seats behind Dusty in Florida Atlantic, and there sits a dude in a hat that just bushhogged my mom's property two days prior. <laughs> <laughs> I said, this is what makes this such the best right here. Literally, Bush Hog property two days ago. And then uh, just so many familiar faces in in what he has accomplished. Because, Don, this was not given to him. He worked his ass off to get where he is right now and continues to do that. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, obviously, he worked with with Mike for a while, and then he went to Louisiana Tech, and he was with, uh, I think it was was Mike White. I think it was Mike White. Uh, I think year one it was Kerry Rupp, and then he stayed on the staff when Mike White took over. Yes. Exactly. And then then he was there for a while as an assistant. Then he went to Florida as an assistant with Mike. Uh, and, and then, of course, he got the head coaching job for Florida International or Florida Atlantic. I'm sorry, and I, I, I'm telling you, he's done a remarkable job. I mean, in a very short period of time, he has completely turned that program around. They hadn't had any success for years and years, uh, and what he's done there is remarkable in that sense alone. But the way these guys play, and they play with such passion, and I had a phone conversation with Dusty, I don't know, a couple months ago 
talking about that very thing uh, about his team and ha- how strong they were in the passion department for playing the game, number one, because they love it, and then how hard they work practice-wise and the fact that he had he didn't really have to do a lot of coaching with these guys to get them to play hard. I mean, it was one of those things, these guys just go out and do it. And he said, that's why we're, this, we're having the kind of season that we're having. And so there's no question, uh, he's got a heck of a basketball team. He's got a bunch of young guys along with a few veterans, uh, and they are really talented. And I'm not so sure they can't get to the Final Four, kids. I really am not. Fish, you've been a part of, you know, so many years, so many you've been a part of seasons where a lot was expected of the program and and it was delivered. But also, you know, that 2002 run to the final four, not a lot of people saw that coming. What what is it like to be a part of something that is like you you can feel how special it is? Like, I'm sure what they're going through right now down at FAU, just to be right in the middle of something like that as it's transpiring. Well, it's exciting. It's just absolutely exciting to be a part of something like that. And that 2002 team, uh, it was unexpected, as everybody said, but that was a really good ball club. And they had a lot of talent on that team. And they had good veterans at the top with Tom Coverdale and Dane Fife, uh, guys that had been around the block and knew exactly what was going on and weren't intimidated by the situation. And then they had some younger guys, too, and obviously Jared uh, Jared Odo was a major factor as a veteran, uh, and and without question, they they just have really good players and a really good chemistry, and that's what it takes. That's what it takes to get where you want to go when it comes to the NCAA tournament. You've got to have great chemistry, and you got to have guys that have the buy-in, and all those kids seem to have that buy-in that year. So Don Fisher, voice of the Hoosiers, with us. So uh, before we let you go here. Thumbnail sketch of the Big Ten as all the teams bow out and don't get out of the Sweet 16. Um, I don't know if I've asked you this question before. Wherein lies some of the issues that we see during this NCAA tournament seemingly each and every year? Well, I can tell you from a Big Ten perspective, they might want to rethink playing 20 games, 20 conference games in the season. I mean, it is such a grind. And look at what's happened to the Big Ten the last three seasons now since they've been playing this 20-game schedule. They can't get past the Sweet 16. I mean, they've had one, one team that's gotten there, gotten to the Elite Eight, and I don't believe anybody to the – well, I think somebody in 2019 was at Michigan State got to the Final Four. But that's it. I mean, and, and you expect Michigan State, and, and they're the only team that got to the Sweet 16 this year. So – I I just think these guys are wore out at the end of the season. I think it really takes a toll. uh, And I honestly believe they ought to cut it back again because what are they going to play 22 games next year or two years? Yeah. Next, not this coming season, but the season after that, when they get UCLA and USC in there, I mean, for heaven's sakes, it is such a grind. And honestly, I just think that's the big problem right now. And I think in college basketball these days, and then you play the Big Ten tournament afterwards, and that's three or four or five days, depending on who makes the run there in the Big Ten tournament, that you have to play back-to-back-to-back. It's just really hard to do. And kids wear out these days because they play all year round. And, you know, how they let them practice in the summertime now and be on campus and work out with the strength and conditioning guys and all those kinds of things. When do you have time to do anything but play basketball? And it, it, I'm guaranteeing you it wears some of these guys out. 
definitely something that the conference needs to look into. But uh, a, a story for another day. I'm excited about you playing golf, but I also want a text message the next time there's going to be a card game because I want to go down there and uh, try to take some of your, your multi-million dollar <laughs> nest egg you have down there. I want to see if I can pull some away from you. Trust me, Dusty Dusty calls me every summer. He says, well, we play it. <laughs> <laughs> he, probably, he probably wants to get some payback. Y'all probably cleaned his clock when he was just a young guy starting he, out. He, he was not a bad player. He was not a bad player, but I think he did lose some money occasionally. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, they certainly have been uh, – they're fun to watch. I, I just He's got so much coming back next year, and uh, I hope that it all comes back next year. You know what I mean? In this era of yeah. basketball. I hope that it does. So. Well, here's the, here's the question that's going to be asked. I mean, after what the kind of run they've already had, will he be back? At Florida yeah. Atlantic. Yeah. That's the question everybody's going to be talking about. And how about Micah Shrewsbury headed to Notre Dame? Yeah, Penn State wide open. I know that's the Big Ten. I don't know, Don. What about Penn State? Dusty May, Penn State. What about Texas? What well, about the Texas, Texas is not going to. That guy's going to get the job no, there. No, because you're not going to take. Texas is not going to take anybody that's not a big name, or they may stay with the staff that they have because those right. guys have been remarkable in what they've accomplished, considering the beard got fired. Texas Tech, I think, is still open. Providence, I think, is still open. South Florida is about ready to be closed. That Odom guy from yeah. Utah State's taking that. I don't know. That's that's interesting. I just, you know, when I, I I talk to him both on the air and then off, and you know, he's he's really excited about next year. But it just seems like these guys have been put under such a spotlight that some incredible poaching from bigger schools could take place. Bigger schools in need, especially at the guard position, Don. Well, no question. And and here's the thing. When they come calling, you better go. <laughs> and I'm talking about the coach because yeah. Yeah. you don't get that many opportunities. And let's say you don't go, and next year turns out to be not nearly as successful as this one, and all of a sudden your big name has gone down the tubes <laughs> to some degree. You know what? Like I said, I'm not saying that Dusty's going to leave there because I know he'd be excited about having this group next year as well. But yeah. at the same time, they come calling. I mean, Shrewsbury, two years at Penn State, gone, Notre Dame. Yep. It's like you, to go back to the poker analogy, sometimes you got to know when it's when it's time to shove those chips all in. If you've got the hand, you got to play it because he may come back and, and like John said, you, you get poached, you lose a couple of those players, you have a you have a 15 and 19 season and the sizzle is gone from the stake. Yeah, going exactly to a different conference right. too. Yeah, going to a different conference. Exactly. Um, and then when you think about it in terms of Purdue, I think the last two years, uh, the teams that have beaten them, their coaches have now left and gone to a, a bigger program. So the last two years. so <laughs> We don't want to go there, do we? <laughs> no, 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 because I mean, yeah, it's um, yeah, for Matt. And I, we both like Matt enough to know that uh, that really does stink regardless. So, yeah, I, I mean, I, I mean, for him, there's no question. And and, and here's the thing. Uh, this, this is why there's a great rivalry in the state of Indiana, because the Purdue fans, in my opinion, do not understand what they have, because they are big-time belly acres. Oh, my, well, I, I've had to try to shut them all up this week, thinking, how stupid are you guys? Seriously, how stupid are you guys? 
I'm sorry. No. I'm sorry, Purdue fans. There's, I know, I'm not. I'm not talking about every single fan, but there's a majority of the guys that I, I'm around and talk about, talk with. They sit there and bellyache like crazy, and you're sitting there going, "Really, guys? I mean, do you do you see the program that you really have? I mean, so you got beaten a ball game in the NCAA tournament. I mean, come on now. Going to our table tonight." Well, I was thinking about it, but uh, Susie's not feeling all that great, so we probably ah. gonna stay home. Tell Susie Black to feel better. Yeah, you absolutely. call me, call me if you got a little opening there, so we can hit our table again. Absolutely, big boy, we will. All right. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> Appreciate you. See you, Fish. <laughs> See you guys. Don Fisher, voice of the Hoosiers on the Eddie Moore Automotive Group Hotline. Look who is before me right now, Rick Moore, who runs things here at Harris Hoosier Park Racing and Casino in Anderson. How are things going? It's going great, John. And have you here on opening day? And have Love Chris it. here, man. This is a this is a treat to have you guys here. Opening day is a big it, deal it going a big on. Deal. Now, like, does the weather play a role? You know, no one likes to compete in weather like this. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it's not going to hold up racing at all. The horses, they'll they'll go right through it. The drivers, look, would they rather have a nice warm? Uh, you know, non-wet evening. Yeah, yeah they would. But uh, no, it's not going to stop us at all. Tell people what they're going to get when they get here and why they should get here. Well, we got 14 races tonight. We got a nice quarter uh, zip uh, uh, pullover. Love uh, that. that uh, I'm going to look good in that. I'll wear that all the time. That. We're giving that away tonight. I'll make my we, pecs look big. Yeah, we got some... Uh, we got a handicapping contest going on tonight. We got specials down in the uh, in the clubhouse dining area. We got a nice uh, chicken parmesan special down there tonight. We got a lot going on. It's gonna, it's gonna be a lot of fun. We got the casino here. We got the sports book here. I mean, what else? Yeah, what else do you need? Well, I've heard a lot of people who have already been here that have been listing and said that uh, they're coming up here for this. What what does the uh, harness racing season opening day and then the season entail for you? We guys? got a, we got a long. We got 160 days, John. We're spread wow. out pretty good. We go from now until December 9th. We'll be getting ready for Christmas when we finish up, <laughs> and we it kind of culminates. The season culminates uh, this year, the last uh, weekend in, in October. We are host to like the World Championships of harness racing. It's called the Breeders' Crown. Yeah, and it's being a uh, we're being the host for the third time, and uh, we can't wait to, you know, hit the best horses, tr- uh, trainers, drivers in the country, and, uh, all coming here to Harris Hoosier Park. It's like, you know, you drive past Lucas Oil Stadium so many times, and you're like, you can't wait for it to be alive right. with Colts football again. I come here all the time. When I get off work, you're home in bed asleep. I get off work at, like, you know, midnight. I come here. I go to the casino. You, you walk through here, and I, I feel that same way, like, it won't be long, too. This is place is alive, and you can, you can feel it right that's, now. That's, Chris, that's the right word. Yeah, that is absolutely alive. This place is alive again. You know, it just got a different feeling during the off season. You know, we still have the steakhouse open. Yep. We still have the sports book, the bar. But it doesn't have that alive feeling that Chris just mentioned that it does tonight and will for the rest of the season. How's our guy John doing John's over in the Caesar Sportsbook? He's, he's my man. I'm telling he you. Is a, if you don't want to know anything about sports wagering. Savant. He is, no, that's the right <laughs> yeah. word. He is a savant. He really is. It yeah. truly is. Yeah. I, John's a great guy. Lucky to have him. We uh, plucked him out of Mississippi and brought him up here. <laughs> that's, that's what happened to me. I'm from Mississippi. <laughs> yeah. I know you are. We just didn't pluck him out. He yeah, just I, wandered I, up here. I kind of st- <laughs> was a stowaway. How big is that, though, to have this? You talk about that feeling of there's something going on. You, you got the food. You look over here. There's the, the wall, the TVs. You got the action over here. And like you said, leading up until December, you're, you're not going to get bored up here. No, there's always something to do. I mean, you know, you got the casino. You got the table games. You know, you got live dealers. You got, the, you got horse racing. You got bars. You got restaurants. 
I mean, you know, you can you know, wander throughout the facility. It, it, we we got an expansion going on. Uh, it's going to be uh, open later this year. Uh, we got about 30,000 uh, 30, uh, more square feet we're adding to the casino. You can see that new entrance they've been yeah, working on as they come in. I'm like, you can, you can tell it's going to be special. My it, only it, question is, could I bring an air mattress? Do you got a spare room where I could just, like, live here for the next, like, six months? Uh, my office has plenty of room. You can put that air mattress <laughs> up there. You're welcome to stay. I'll give you a key to it. Okay, and, perfect. Uh, whenever you want to perfect. Out, you got it. It's our friend Rick Moore here of Harris Richard Park Racing at Casino. He is in uh, Anderson. I always ask you this, too. You guys normally have a concert season out here, too. Yeah, we, we're not doing any outdoor concerts this, this year, but we will be having uh, some in, some indoor concerts. Yeah, that's here. in here, right? Yeah, right yeah, in right here. Down, right, down, right below us. Got the stage here. Haven't, yeah. haven't announced that schedule yet, but, yeah, we'll definitely be doing what, that. What do you normally announce it, just out of curiosity? Whenever we're able, well, it should be in the next few weeks, Whatever, whenever we're able to. Right. Yeah, they're actually, the lineup is handled by our folks out in Las Vegas. Nice. And they kind of you look at the people who's touring and how it matches up with. You know, it's always a great schedule, though. Yeah, always, it, it is. It is. We just, we just, did, we had the prices right a week ago. Oh, that was good. <laughs> I know it's not a concert. They, but Don, did you go? Popular. Did you see all the games? Did you? Get oh, to, absolutely. Yeah. Because they bring, they, they bring it, Plinko yeah. and the hole in one game. <laughs> oh, the, and the, uh, all the staples. Yeah, the the cliffhanger with So they bring all of it. It's awesome too. That is fun. All right. So again, it's the opening day of the harness racing season. Uh, give me the times. You're open until coming up tomorrow. And we the start rest. at six fifteen tonight. Tomorrow night. Then we we, we kind of take off uh, for a few days. And we come back Friday and Saturday next week. Six fifteen, and then we get into our pretty much our full time schedule of Wednesday through Saturday. The week after that. When am I coming back up here? I uh, know we got you for our our special night, our Dan Patch night, which is our signature race, mm-hmm. uh, the Dan Patch Stakes. I know we got you for that, and I'll see if I can get you up here. Oh, well, I got to come out here a lot. You're, you're popular. You're hard to get, man. I'm I, lo- you. I love coming up here, though. But, I do. But we w- love having you for opening night and for our you know our signature race uh, night of the year, Dan Patch Stakes night. We got you for that. So. Mm. I, I got to I got to I got to your folks early on that and said I got to have him. Yeah, well, yeah, and sometimes this time of year it's a little difficult too because there's so much going on. I but, know. I man, know. tonight's been the perfect night. It, it's worked out great, but even without the weather, which is junky. But I mean, this is just a great facility. Yeah, it, it really is. It's a it's a beautiful, clean facility. Uh, I, I don't know how you cannot have a good time coming out here. What, what's the uh, the latest post time usually? We get, our last post, uh, Chris, will be about 11.20. See, that's all, that's what's yeah. awesome for yeah. folks. You know, you come up here. Maybe yeah. you get off work. You go have some dinner, and then you're like, hey, let's, they're, still, they're still running. Let's go. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to come here for the first race. You, you know, you don't have to be here for the last race. But you, you kind of, wherever, wherever it fits for you. Just like you said, you get off work. You're doing something else. You want to come out to the casino and take in a few races. Come on out. It's a big window. It is, is. Rick. Thank you, man. John, you're You're awesome, dude. No, you're the best. You're the best best right here. It's great having you guys. Chris, thank you so much. Thank you for the pullover and the shirt, and thanks for uh, always having John here ready to go. Hey, always. Thank (laughs) you very much. Renz is around here someplace, too, isn't he? So, oh, Renz was around. He just kind of poof and disappeared, but it's all good. Thanks, as always, for having us. All right, John. Thank you. Harness racing season opening day, and it is a full slate beginning a little bit after 6, coming up later on tonight right here. Harris Hoosier Park Racing and Casino. We are in Anderson. Quick break. We'll come back. Hagen, JMV, again in Anderson. Harris Hoosier Park Racing and Casino. 93.5107 by the fan. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. 
Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. The Ride with JMV. Excuse me, sir. There's been a little problem in the cockpit. The cockpit? What is it? It's the little room in the front of the plane where the pilots sit. That's not important right now. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Hey, welcome back. What band is this, Hagen? Alien Ant Farm. You got that right. Remake of what song? Uh, Smooth Criminal by Michael Jackson. Indeed it is. Harris Hoosier Park Racing at Casino in Anderson. The musically... Inclined with trivia, Chris Hagan. Fox 59, I'm JMV. I can also do it. Cam's the onside engineer. I believe Olivia is here, and Brittany is over there as well. Brittany is not going to see New Edition and Guy and Keith Sweat tonight. I don't know why, but she's not going. I'm going. We're looking to try to squeeze Chris Hagan into Gamebridge Fieldhouse later on tonight. You're still wanting to go, aren't you? Of course I am. Try to squeeze Chris Hagan in somehow. Some way. Is that a nice cold Bud Light for Mr. Hagen right there? That's outstanding. I'm good. Here's what happened. In case you didn't see this because we weren't Props to Scott Carey. We weren't inside the – Scott Carey's an awesome dude, by the way, too. We weren't inside the lounge via YouTube Live just yet. But Scott Carey approached me and said, hey, would you like an ice cold Bud Light? And I said, no, I'm okay. Then he walked to the bar, and Chris Hagen got all bent out of shape. Oh, you didn't ask me about my ice cold Bud Light. When have I ever been bent out of shape? Bent out of shape, started whining. It's like he was running a a down-and-out route. Out, like he was Marvin Harrison. He asked you, turned on a dime, made a great cut to the bar. And I was like, well, what about me? All right, you got the second half of the Sweet 16 coming up later on tonight. Regional semifinals, 630 is that initial tip on TBS. That is in the South region down at the Yum Center. Which part of uh, the Yum? What do they own? Kentucky Fried Chicken, Taco Bell. What else? Do they own that? There's, there's three of those things on there. Yeah. One of them I'm not too familiar with. But it's a great venue. It's right there on the water. Uh, ba- the line last night was seven and a half, Bama over SDSU. It has dropped right to seven. Right there on the Ohio River. That's meaning, where everybody flushes their toilet. Meaning there's money, <laughs> into. money coming in on the Aztecs. I say, <laughs> yeah. you got the Aztecs? Oh, no. Okay, no. good. I say you got to go Bama. I think Bama will beat them by double digits. They're mad at the world. There's been controversy surrounding them, and I think they're just trying to uh, to just embarrass everybody, run up the score, do what they got to do. They've taken on the role of the villain, and uh, I think they'll continue their run tonight, and uh, the Aztecs will go back uh, to San Diego, which not a bad place to go back to. Nate Oates was very unenjoyable even before all this went down, was he not? Yeah, he's, I think now he's even did you more hear, uh, Nate? Did you hear Nick Saban kind of uh, Nick Saban kind of a thinly veiled uh, attack on Oates the other day? What did he say? Well, you know, 
you know, Miller, the kid yeah. that brought the gun, blah, 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 whatever, you know the story. And Oates kept saying, well, he was just in the wrong place at the wrong time. Well, then Saban this past week suspends a five-star player, and he says he's suspended until the blah, blah, blah. There's no such thing as wrong place at the wrong time. Oh, yeah. you got to be held accountable for who you're hanging out with, what you, for your decisions. And so basically he was saying, uh, yeah. you know what, Nate, I'm not going to sit here and listen to you. Um, <laughs> also, I don't think Saban wants another program winning a national title on his watch down oh, in Tuscaloosa. I, I, yeah. Because he, no, Saban chose no. those words for a reason and, and blasted right back at Nate. But if you're Nate, I don't want to, you, you don't want to get in a, uh, uh, you know, a standoff with Saban, especially not in Tuscaloosa. So is that what uh, the big topic of conversation on Hillbilly Radio is down there right now? Uh, you know what? Uh, I went to, I went to one of, one of my three colleges I went to. I went to school with a guy who's the play-by-play guy for Alabama Radio, Chris Stewart. Oh, yeah? yeah, yeah. It is funny because I told you this. It was like 20 years ago. Alabama was in the Elite Eight, and so I turned on the local radio. I wanted to hear him talking about Bama in the Elite, Elite Eight, and somebody called up on Feinbaum. Paul, uh, who's going to be third-string quarterback? I mean, coming out of these, <laughs> these spring drills, I don't know if anybody stepped up. And the next guy would call in. The problem's at wide receiver. We, I'm like, you got a team in the Elite Eight? What are you doing? They were talking. Yeah, that's why Saban doesn't really need were, to do that. They were talking yeah. spring football. So I think they think it's cute and nice. Uh, it'd, be, it'd be like if IU was in the national championship for Tiddlywink, some IU yeah. fans. Oh, that's nice. But that's how uh, Bama folks treat uh, college football. Alabama, San Diego State, 630, Miami, and Houston. That's a 1v5 on CBS at 715 tonight. That is from Kansas City. Princeton, Creighton, Yum Center, tip time around 9. And then uh, the nightcap, Xavier and Texas, 945 from uh, KC. Tony Renz joins us now. Man, it's good to have us back. Thanks for having us back. Good to have you back, too. John, it is always good to see you. I know when you come here, something big's getting something ready. Big something big is happening. Not always set. good, but we, something we, big. We talked to Rick Moore about that a little bit earlier. You want to add your two cents on the start of the harness racing season tonight at 615? 30th year that harness racing is happening here. We're very proud of that. I've been here for the last 15, 16 mm-hmm. of them. Uh, now in a new role, the executive director for the Indiana Standard Bread Association. That's awesome. I work with the horse people, yep. uh, the men and the women of the horse industry. Uh, we just did an economic impact study for equine in Indiana. Just came out in January. $2 billion economic impact on the footprint of Indiana. Wow. Wow. It's, a, it's awesome when you think about, I mean, these are special animals. They're athletes. You see them out here, you know, getting some runs in. But the excitement, like, they're competitors as well. I don't think all people realize that about how competitive they are when it comes to racing. And you've been seeing them out here getting ready, and it's, it's a special night for, for the, the, everybody involved. Absolutely. You know, the, the horse people are the hardest working people. I've worked casinos for 26 years. And I thought I worked hard. <laughs> These horse folks, they are up at 6 in the morning, seven days a week. They keep going until the, the horse goes to bed at nighttime. Do they well, really? Oh, it's. What time do horses go to bed? When they're done eating at the That's last That's it? Thing. Wow. It depends on if it's a school night or not. Yeah. Well, you're right because wow. they, it's a. I mean, it's a dedication that comes with it. People remember, like, you know, oh, the, you know, the minute and a half worth of racing or whatever. There's a lot more that goes into it from that. And, and they do have – there's a team of folks working. It's not just, oh, let's run them out there and see what happens today. Right, right. You're exactly right. Um, other big things Rick probably mentioned, we got Breeders' Crown coming right, this year. Right, We're really excited about that. We're doing the charity challenge again. We did it in 2020, and it was so successful. We're going to do it again. 
I know you're going to be a part of it, John. We're excited about that. I can't wait. That. I love coming Are up gonna ra- Is John going to get out there and race? You I, know, would, I would pray ta- to see that. We're talking about doing some two-seater charity challenges How out there. I w- let me and John, head to head. Let's go. Get me I out there. I got one of those, uh, those whip sticks at home. What is you, it? You leave that at home. I don't know what you do. I don't know what you do with that at home, John. But we don't need to hear about it right now. Sometimes I break that out on very special occasions. <laughs> and you can't break it out with myself. <laughs> anyway, go and we'll ahead. go to I'm break sorry. right now. Yeah. That's the end of the yeah. show. So anyway, yeah, I can't wait for that. So yeah, it's it's going to be fun. Yeah. Um, this, this year's big. Once we get to Dan Patch in uh, August, every single weekend is world class racing here. Every single weekend, we'll be racing for two, three, four hundred thousand nice. dollar races. We'll get to the Breeders' Crown; those are seven hundred thousand dollar races. Uh, so you're going to see the best of the best come here. Um, everything that normally happens at Hoosier Park is going to happen. It's going to be a great, great, great race meet. Is it good to start seeing some of the regulars show back up? The the, the folks that are like, this is a big night for them. This is an opening night. They they got their racing form and ready to go to work. Absolutely. You see me. First thing I did, I was before. Yeah. Hey, the horses sleep standing up. I think some do, and I think some will lay down and go to sleep. Oh, really? I, yeah. I think they have a sleep number bed down there for some of them, and they'll sit I there. They, I, thought, I thought they slept standing up. I'm not the equine expert here, John. Well, so I was asking the equine expert. Uh, what it, he what said it is, that they I mean, can choose what What's they funny is, like, based on, you know, obviously, we're, we're not going to – I mean, people like to gamble. That's who people come here. That might be sports. It might be they're throwing craps or whatever, blackjack. Yep. But th- this is the – what some people – this is their entertainment. They love this. It's good to have it back. And I know, uh, you, like we talked about earlier, you, you could feel that excitement as, hey, it's, it's almost right. time. Absolutely. You know, I was driving up listening to you guys yes. talk about New Edition. Yeah. And I believe it was – Six, seven years ago, you and Wellesley were, we were up, up here, here with Bobby and Belle Bib DeVoe. Yeah, and Bobby had to take a knee during every little step. <laughs> <laughs> he had to take it. Hold on a second. Knee and some oxygen. He, he took, every little step I take. He took a 30-second timeout. Hold on a second. I need to take a knee. And, uh, yeah, I think – uh, they, I think they had to check on him backstage. He may have caught <laughs> caught a little bug in, in the food, or not here, but obviously that's. I think he was just tired. Well, you know, he <laughs> so. he is uh, he is our age, John. Yeah, I know. Well, there in Chicago tonight, I think this is like a string of five straight shows. Can you imagine? I can't imagine that at all. I I, I tried to, ma- but I you know, and all of them too. And you, you know, he's getting a lot of uh, a lot of heat about how big he looks. On uh, I watch on the TikTok. And we we are all are big. getting all that heat, Tony. We all yeah. got, I, I, I don't yeah. look anything like I did when I was twenty five. I, I look at in the mirror and I look at something completely different than actually what is presented to people besides right. me. Right. Well, you know, well, here's the one thing you got to remember: no one is as critical of you as you. No one is like studying everything you wear. You got the, got yeah. the, we got the anthem going. I'll tell you what, let's take a break and come back and close this up. The national anthem is playing, and I hate talking when that is going on. Quick break, we'll come back with you next. Life is full of things to manage your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta. And check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. 
Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. The Ride with JMV. Well, you're going to have to say that. You're going to have to speak up because I can't hear you. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. When I dial my baby's number, I get a click every time. New addition, Mr. Telephone Man on the set list in uh, Birmingham, Alabama. A week and a half ago was number five. Number five. I told her something must be wrong with my phone because my baby wouldn't hang up on me. That's good right there. Tell the story about the uh, Colts press box that day. So we're in the Colts press box during a game. You tell it. They are, you, you always hear things like, here are some scores from other games. They'll be like, you know, Matt Conti to the – and then one day it said, uh, uh, will the telephone man please report to the and – I, and I started yeah. saying it. They called it – they referred to the telephone man. And so the of telephone course, man. They, but, but will the telephone man please report to the stats desk? And so I had to start singing Mr. Telephone – because you never hear the term telephone man. You don't. Except for that song. So I don't know if the person over the uh, PA said that in jest or if that was really how they referred to the – telephone technician or the you know whatever but they called him the telephone man hagan jmv tony wrens here harris Hoosier park racing and casino in anderson 615 is when everything officially is underway with tony the opening of the harness racing season right here absolutely you know uh, I, I wanted to make sure i did not get out of here without mentioning uh the race of the day we are working to bring that back. I love the race. Again. People ask me about that on Twitter when I started. Yeah, well, probably somewhere around June, July, yep. August, uh, where we normally do, and we'll run it all the way out till the end of December when we're finished racing. Uh, people love that Harris Hoosier Park race of the day. The other thing that we have tried to accomplish, and it's not like you guys, it, it's everybody who we haven't accomplished getting it out, was the JMV takeover out here sometime. We've been trying to do that. Logistically speaking, I think it would just mean I'd have to add a body. It'd be a little bit different, but I'm still up for that if anybody wants to take a swing at it at some point. Rick Moore and I were talking about that the other day. Uh, You know, how cool would it be to be down in that casino and have the guests come up and do the request? Oh, my goodness. How much fun would that be? Yep. I, I think logistically speaking, they'd have to at least have somebody else back at the studio and such right now. So, but man, I'd be open for that because I love the crowd interaction. There's no doubt about that. One more time, remind people exactly, Tony, of what they're going to get, what time, and the start of the season here. So right now we're just doing Friday and Saturday this weekend. We do Friday and Saturday next weekend. And then after that, we pick up four days a week. We'll go Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. First post at 6.15. We stay that way all way until July, and then we'll pick up five days. We'll go Tuesday through Saturday. Um, again, all the way through until the end of October, right after Breeders' Crown. And then we start backing it down from there, and we'll go yeah. back down to two, three days a week, and we go all the way to December. We've got a 160-day race meet, uh, so there's a lot of racing that's going to go on. 
some some guests when they're telling about the things like they have their notes they go well let me tell you yeah you, you just like blew that out boom boom no prompter no notes no nothing so tony's ready to get down to business very impressive there right there too and your new gig entails uh, you know, I'm working with the horsemen. Uh, I do a lot of political lobbying, a lot of contract negotiations, and just learning about everything those guys and women do. Uh, it's been fantastic. I've done it for a year now, learned a lot. It's different from my old casino gig, but I'm having a ton of fun. No, that's awesome, man. Yeah. It sounds like it's, you're like rejuvenated oh, with this gig right here. Uh, uh, quick question about the casino. How come whenever the dealer has a 12, they get a 9, and whenever I have a 12, I get a face card? It's called the house rules. <laughs> hey, really quick, put Jay on at 239-1070. Hey, Jay, are you there? Yeah, it's Jay from the north side of Indy. Can you help Hagen out here? Yeah, here's, here's my plan. Get Chandler Thompson to dunk Hagen into the show like he did with UNLV and get the late Rick Majerus to block for them. Thank you, Jay, for that. He held on for an hour and a half to say I, that. I, well, Jay's a big-time <laughs> listener to this show and the JV Takeover. Jay's a good man. Love you, Jay. Tony, thanks for having hey, us. Thank you, John. Thank you to Rick Moore, John Griffin, Cam, Brittany, Olivia, Chris Hagan, everybody watching via YouTube Live and listening this week. It's been a fantastic week. Remember, coming up tomorrow evening, we are all owls with Dusty May in Florida Atlantic. Enjoy the games tonight. I hope I see you at Cambridge Fieldhouse later on tonight. And good luck to all the high school teams and the state finals tomorrow. Have a great weekend. Hey, fans, want new flooring and want it now. March is the time to buy it floors to your home. Right, Brian Kahn? It really is, JMV. We have the state's largest selection of new flooring in stock. And we've just received additional truckloads of new hardwood, laminate, and waterproof flooring. So we're marking everything down. Brian, I'm looking at some of your incredible deals. We always sell up to 50% off those big box stores. But for a limited time, you can get new flooring starting at just 80 cents a square foot. 80 cents a square foot? That's incredible. That's three rooms of hardwood, laminate, or waterproof starting under $350 at Floors to Your Home. And you can get it right now. We have over 1,200 styles in stock. Floors to Your Home is the place for the lowest prices anywhere in Indiana. I'm doing my whole house. Three very convenient locations. Avon, Noblesville, and Brookville Road. Who has the lowest prices on flooring? Floors to Your Home. That's who.